What's going on, Dennis Bermudez? Hi, Stan. How are you today? Episode one ten of Menace and the Man. Yeah, one ten. I think it's gonna be a pretty good one. Yeah, people don't live to be one hundred ten years old, right? Yeah. So one thing I was thinking about, um, you know how I give you a call on Tuesdays on my way home from work, uh-huh. is we should go live. I've been saying this. Yes. Uh, hang on, on like Instagram, Instagram or something like that. In that little dumb convo, because we pretty much talk about the blueprint of the episode. Yeah, I agree with you. And like what we're gonna talk about, right? Yes. And one of our funniest things ever, in my opinion, was you that. You have time. no volume. I have no volume. Now I have volume, hey, right? What'd you do? Oh, I muted myself. I hit the button. Thanks. I was going to say one of our funniest things ever. I feel was that car ride when we went through the ring announcing. So, God wants both the call in and the video link, just in case it comes up. Yeah. All right. I like that about him. But, uh, yeah, busy weekend. Busy week in fighting and combat sports between wrestling, boxing. Have you seen all the crazy boxing news? De La Hoya is coming back. Jake, no. well, the Jake Paul Asker fight, that thing is sizzling. That thing's everywhere. I saw a video with Chael talking about how good of numbers it's doing, like all of the YouTube videos and Instagram and shit. Everything they post does millions. I mean, the man is... I mean, he he also, like they said in the um, in the presser, like a piece of why Jake Paul picked Ben Askren is his ability to... Shall I fight? Yeah. And well, his weakness and... What comes in the situation of are you in over your head? Because like we were talking about before we went on air, is Ben Askren might not be the one. He's an Olympian. Do you know what it takes? I'm not, You do. I'm saying the average person. Do you know what it takes to become an Olympian? I also think, yes, there is what does it take to be Olympian. There's also like in that is like you were kind of you've had you had genes to become an Olympian. All right, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people had those genes that didn't make it. I don't think the average man could become an Olympian, yet alone people like, okay, you have genes to become Olympian, you do. Now, with that, put in the work to become an Olympian, too. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what separates people. There's you, nobody's an Olympian on just town. Like, oh, he was really good, so he he won the Olympics, but he never trained. He never did anything. Yeah, yeah. those people don't exist. It's you sacrificed a lot. Yeah, so like he, I just saw something recently, and I forget who it was. It was a British boxer, and he was like, I don't even know my kid. He was like, he had like an infant kid. He was like, I don't even know the kid. He's like, I've been in training camp for like two years with all these back-to-back fights. Like, I don't even know my son. So right now I'm taking off just to get to know my son. And that's real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember you you even said that. Like, it was like your sacrifice is like, all right, so the little bit of time that I do have to spend with them, I almost can't because I'm not even there 
physically. I might be physically there, but like I'm mentally and physically checked out. Yes. From, you know, the due diligence of training. Yes. One of my favorite lines you said is you were like, when you're in fight camp, sometimes when you play dead with your kids, you just take a nap. Like bang, bang. (laughs) Yeah. They would shoot me and I would just be like, all right, I got like, I could stay down for a half hour. Just kind of a little nap in here. I think I got them right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you watch the fights this past weekend? I did. Oh, my goodness. Stipe. Yeah. We both picked. I mean, I picked Stipe. I forget who you picked. I think you picked Stipe. I picked Stipe as well. Stipe was the underdog in the betting on the cards, right? Not by much. And people were saying that was surprising. This is the first time that maybe you can kind of cash in on Nganu because every fight he's such a big favorite. Yeah. But I was uh, rooting for Stipe. I wanted Stipe to win that fight. Yeah. And I would have had a scene a little inside on Ninganu's training, except for, like, mitts. I, I, would, I would want to see his, like, wrestling. Bro, apparently he was working his wrestling with Usman. Diligently. I, they, they, after the fight, I saw some video where he was working those exact sprawls, and Usman was saying, like, head in the center. Things that Cern would always preach, like how do you stuff a takedown, fuck their posture up. That's what yeah. Usman was basically teaching. Um, yeah, but hang on, but he was out in Vegas the, like for a while? Even if it's those little details, I don't know if it was before the fight or if you, every time he sees them. Yeah, that is something that's pretty quick that you could teach someone how to do. Like, you know how bro? Okay, let me add this little thing. Little detail. Little scroll, and it will make a huge difference. Yes. Bro, that was Sermon Aura, I thought. So I'm sure a lot of high-level wrestling coaches like that are like, yeah, 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 move your head two inches a little bit that way and drive that way instead of this way. And it's- every, every, every high-end wrestler knows that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, even when I worked with Sermon, the little adjustments he would show me, I'd be like, wow, I wish I, knew, I, wish I learned it that way on day one. Instead of doing it wrong or doing it di- more difficult for 10 years. Right. When they teach you, like, when I first started wrestling, it was cross-facing sprawl. Yeah. Which you're, like, kind of bringing them up into, like, finish the shot a little bit. When you cross-facing. That's a conversation I saw lately. Well, I mean, I guess it depends who you're cross-facing. I mean, this could almost turn into, I got to actually shoot those other messages, like a wrestling episode. But I saw this one debate about a head outside single versus a head inside single. In in what? In both, in wrestling and in MMA. Like they were saying, in MMA, you obviously want to shoot head inside to avoid a guillotine and kind of drive through somebody, but there is also room for a head outside in MMA. Well, then I would was- shoot. I would shoot both. The head inside. There's no. It's as long as you don't stop. There's no way for them to like get a guillotine yeah. with your head outside. If they jump for a guillotine, you gotta be like, "Okay, buddy, guess you're going to outer space." Yeah. When you lift them, and you're the uh, you know the thought of landing on their head, if they want to hang on to it. I've been playing phone tag with Ty. Let's see if Ty jumps in. He might. Wow. Is he? Do you know where he is? Is he in Australia? I think he's on the. Working? I think he's still in the country. I think he was working with. He trains with AKA when he's in America. So he. I don't know if he's still here. 
or if he hasn't left yet, he's in the beginning stages of traveling back. Who was the other one? Oh, Lance. But um, you're packing this. You're packing this. We go from zero guests to four. Well, I'm just let's see. Lance and RBY were supposed to be last week, but right. But UFC 260. Let's just go back and recap on that before we get a guest in. What do you think? You think what will be next for Ngana? This will obviously be a big conversation coming up in the next couple months. We said we were talking about it. I I think he rematches Stipe. I think that Stipe deserves it. And you weren't sure if Stipe wanted it. Stipe posted, like, I'll see you again. You got me this time. And Stipe said, I knew I needed to fight the perfect fight. Like, I made one mistake. Yeah. He's, uh... But, but like, we also talked about, they're different weight classes. Yes. Yes. Because Nagano is 40, 30 to 40 pounds heavier. Not just weight. 30 of muscle. Muscle. Like legit muscle, yeah. Um, and and that was Stipe's like strong point for a long time was his ability to move like uh, a one eighty five pounder at heavyweight. Yeah, you know, even though he's giving up weight, um, but this guy, I think if Francis Ngannou wanted to play in the NFL, like. Next year, no, no. We saw that with I think Brock is a super athlete like that too, and he couldn't make the could make the practice squad in the NFL. Okay, you know it's like same thing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time, a super athlete. He could do okay in minor league baseball. He Ninganu could make it to the NFL in a few years, like Brock Lesnar would have made it to the NFL in a few years, just not. Right, not Ngannou's arms are not only like big muscular wise. Once it gets to his elbows, his forearms shoot out like it seems like three feet. What do they say he used to do? He used to like dig sand, like like you know, or work in mines. That was like an adaptation. Like he evolved. He used to do. He probably has crazy forearms and gorilla strength because he used to do something. Yeah, like, what I'm talking about is the length from his elbow to his hands. Have you ever been around in Ghana? Uh, in passing. And in like the beginning, we he was he's always been thick. He's always been this thick. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying he wasn't. But I'm talking about like when you watch him fight. You know, he's got his arms here. It just seems like his hands are like. His arms bent like this, but his like forearms are so much longer for just like reach. It's his. What's his reach? Um, yeah, I think I think it says he only has like two inches on. Um, Stipe. Stipe, but it. Looks I think Stipe so has much a, longer. I think Stipe has a long reach as well. Stipe's, that's the thing, too. Stipe's not little. Got, um, no, they're saying Ngannou's got an 83-inch reach, and they're saying Stipe's got an 80. And then, just off topic, and then we're going to swirl back to 260, because Anderson Silva's up here with his 77-and-a-half-inch reach, and then Max Holloway with his 69-inch reach. But Anderson Silva is coming back to fight. He's going to box, because everyone's coming to boxing for some reason. Dennis Bermudez might be next, but... Anderson Silva is going to fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. 
So I said to you, you know this guy, and you're like, it sounds familiar, yeah. His dad is like the legend in boxing. And then the son was... The son was good, but it's obviously hard. Is the son a world champion? Um, maybe like a WBO, like a minor title, like nothing. He wasn't the world champ, you know, like undisputed world champ. So June 19th. So yeah, Julio Cesar Chavez. What like, promotion? Um, I don't know if it's Triller. I think it's some Mexican promotion. Because then this is going to be the undercard, Anderson Silva versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. The main event is going to be a boxing exhibition between um, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., the old man, and Hector Camacho Jr., the son. Because Hector Camacho used to have a rivalry with the Mexican fighters and with Julio Cesar Chavez, like the, the Puerto Rican-Mexican rivalry, basically. Yeah. So they're basically doing that, but with the son as opposed to the dad. Or, or the son's going to fight the dad. Let's go, Puerto Rico. Here's my question. When so you're rooting for the Camacho. Yeah. When there's a Mexican fighting a Puerto Rican... Who does Who's the Wheaties guy again? The Wheaties guy. Yeah. Who the fuck is the Wheaties guy? The only MMA fighter to be on the Wheaties box. Anthony Pettis. Who does Anthony Pettis go for? Why is he Puerto Rican and Mexican? <laughs> He's half and half? I'm pretty sure. Um I don't know. Who would you go for? He looks way more Puerto Rican. Um, he just looks like a tan Mexican. He could also be a tan Mexican. You know, he has like a little bit darker skin than other than Mexicans I've seen. I, we can't even get into that because then obviously we're, we're going to start saying dumb shit. You're racist. Yeah. I got Spanish friends. I sleep with Spanish women. <laughs> a lot of racist. All right. So, so real quick, back to Stipe uh, Francis Ngannou. My take on the fight, right? So I'm watching it. Because I know Stipe doesn't really give two fucks. He's just like, he's he's a man's man. He, fights for, he fights for money. Yeah, right. He like, yeah, does. I don't think he needs to fight. No, I'm saying he like, that's this is a job to him. It's not like his, fighting doesn't consume his life, I don't think. It does right. because he's obviously training for fights, but he's not like, yes. you know. Similar, right. I'd almost Anyways. say similar, similar to you when you fought. Like, does, I don't think Stipe watches fights. I don't think he like, you know. Right. Um, so he just looked super uncomfortable in that first round. I'm like, mm. well, the and whole, even the even the judges and I feel like the whole crowd went like, oh, when Stipe took that hard committed shot and Francis was like, stuffed. nah. And then off of that, Francis does a fucking like hip switch back take. I was like, oh, you didn't you did know you didn't know I learned to wrestle. I learned to wrestle. Like, I was like, wow. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Like, um, the way he defended the takedown, Stipe didn't even have a, like, a transition to go to. Other than... He could have maybe tried to, like, do, like, a, a butt scoot out of side. But, again, he was so sprawled out that... Oh, and, so, back to that, like... I would have liked to seen a better setup. It was like a fake high jab and then a low 
like dive, if you will, for a double. Yeah, I think to take Donu down, it's got to be like a hard, committed right hand. Well, you got to like offset him and then to a nice like knee penetration, high crotch. You know what I mean? Or get him even a fake. So that's where I thought Stipe messed up too was he had already committed a real shot like, hey, big dude, I will shoot on you just so like – that's all. That's out there. He took the shy guy stuff, but like now the fakes are really believable. Had he thrown some fakes, some fake shots, that also could open up his striking and a lot of things. That's one, two. Like we were talking about, uh, Ninganu has very long arms, right? But Ninganu's arms are not longer than Stipe's legs. Where the fuck were some steep, like some push kicks? Ngannou was throwing kicks. I know. I think yeah, Stipe didn't look comfortable from the get go. But even he, against, what did he throw? He threw like four calf kicks. I think against Ngannou though, you kind of go. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna win the first round. Like I'm gonna kind of just. I need to just make him work the first round and not die. He's one of those type of fighters. I think because he's so explosive. And then I thought. In the in-between rounds, uh, he was like, well, I'm not going to win this fight doing what I'm doing right now. I need to engage more. And it looks like he started to get in there in the pocket with a little more and throwing some punches. Um, and as we spoke about before, I don't think he was wrong on Francis missed. He hit him flush. Francis got like a little staggered. We're like, that's a cue. Like, attack. You know, that's like, you know, I, I don't. And he's, I think he said something along the lines that, uh, like, there was like, he, he doesn't really regret coming in as aggressive as he did, even though he should have been a little more cautious. Yeah. He's the fucking baddest man on the planet, too, for years. He's the best heavyweight of all time. He's not going to, you know, wasn't a bad decision for him to go after someone. He very easily, even though people think Ngannou can't be knocked out, anyone can. He could have caught Ngannou or rocked Ngannou again. He just happened to walk into this. Ngannou, not even like throwing a crazy left hook, just kind of flinging his arm out there. It was a left hooking motion, but it wasn't like a, he just touched Stipe. Caught Stipe coming in. And Stipe crumbled. That would be so fucking cool if you just, like, touch things and they just, like, I hate the way fell down and broke. Me especially having broken my leg. I hated the way Stipe fell. Oh, dude, I, I hate, was like... Yeah, I hate when I see fighters fall like that. Cause I'm always he somehow, down. like, came up to his toes and fell over. He did, like, a ballerina move almost. Like, was on his toes, bended foot, and then, yeah. Luckily, he Which said that... still, like, I'm not exactly sure how... Physics, well, how that happened? I I have to think many knockouts I've seen, like guys get knocked out and they probably wake up and they're like, "What the fuck happened to my knee? Like, what the yeah. fuck happened to my ankle? Like, you know, I'm all fucked up." Like, I always think of Pro Cops, the greatest example, when he got knocked out with a head kick. He like his leg like twisted back the other way. Yeah, and I think he like blew his meniscus and some shit like that. Fighting in general, dude, I would be I would come out of a fight and I'd be like, "Why is my elbow like?" Why? What, why is this radiating pain come from my elbow? Like, 
because you elbowed him in the head. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah you don't even remember. Yeah. But UFC 260. We'll get back to who's next for Ngannou, and then we'll talk about your boy Luke. You saw that fight. I was rooting for, I love Luke. I was rooting for Luke hard in that one. And then it was a great fight. And then you kind of even, the way the fight played out, you saw that. You saw Woodley go, all right, I think I got this. Too early. Luke is not the one to be like, all right, I think I got this one in the bag. Well, he got him stanky lagged a little bit. He rocked this whole shit, and Woodley hits hard. So if Woodley catches you, you got to think of all the people Woodley's flat but Hang on. It's almost like what happened that fight happened in the next fight, in the Stipe Nagano fight. Yeah. Like, oh, got him. Let me clean up shop. Nope. Bow. But Luke, that's like, it's always been Damian Maya and was the gatekeeper. If you beat Damian Maya, you're in title talks. Now it's turned into Tyron Woodley. If you beat Woodley, yeah. you're, in, you're in title talks. Like, I, we talked about this the last episode. Luke now. It might be the contender or one fight away from... He's oh, one... who'd, he, who'd he call out? Oh, he'd call out Nate Diaz. Yes, big money fight. But with the, his last loss is Wonderboy in 2019. And even Wonderboy, I think he's only fought twice since then. So he's 3-0 and oh since then. you ask me... Listen, the Diaz brothers, they're tough. They're marketable. I get it. However, in terms of what they deserve... Luke is the level that he deserved. He doesn't deserve to come in and, you know. I mean, yeah. Luke I don't even say Luke deserves more than whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying right now. Luke Luke is calling down. But because of the name value and the way the sport works, especially lately, you beat the Diaz brother, you stand up and be like, I want a title shot after. We seen it work. You have star power. Yeah, we seen it work for Masvidal. Does Nate want that smoke? No. Is there? I don't think. There, wait, wait. I don't think Nate. He's Ma- pretty vocal on social media. I don't think like, Nate minds who it is. Or, I don't think Nate minds who it is as far as like the person, the face. I think Nate wants a bigger fight, like a bigger name. Maybe if they make him and Luke a main event of a fight night or a co-main event of a big pay per view, maybe because right now they have Luke at six, Thompson's five. He fought Thompson to a really close fight. Masvidal's four, who's about to get a title shot. Leon's three, who's ducking Bilal Muhammad. Gilbert Burns is number two. Colby's number one. So He's ducking Bilal? Pretty much, yeah. He does. He, he, after the fight, he was like, yeah, I don't think we need to run that one back. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You poked him in the eye. You know what they need to do? They need to just treat that fight. Like, okay, so we're going to run this one back. Bilal versus Leon Edwards. Oh, Leon, you don't want the fight? Okay, you're going to take Bilal's ranking. Bilal's going to take your ranking. Or do you want the fight? And then when he goes, whatever his excuse would be, like, oh, I want the fight or I don't want the fight, but all right, so Bilal, you're number three now. You know, that's kind of like a wrestling match, I feel. If you don't show up, you forfeit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many? I, I heard that Covington, actually, they're saying Covington turned down Leon Edwards. But, but you know... When you're number one, you want a title shot. He wants a title shot. Because you know how they, they make like um, – I, 
not celebrity fights, but big money fights or whatever. Yeah, well, they did a bracket, right? They did like a legit bracket to get to the title where they can fill this, this bracket with wild cards if they want. Okay. Whether someone doesn't want to fight or someone gets hurt. Let's say they had one through eight, right? Fight. And then Tyron's like, ah, man, I'm hurt. Okay, Nate, you're in. Yeah, I think the UFC could easily, for contenders, for the number one contender or the the number one contender after the number one contender, they should do almost like what Bellator used to do and have little mini tournaments, little mini seasons where they take the top eight or eight of the top 10 or eight of the top 15. Are you available? Are you hurt? You're out. Are you available? Are you good? All right, you're in, you know, and they do a little tournament. I feel like if that's a tournament, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor and their respective weight classes are always in it, whether they win or lose. Those are two names that can be like 185, put me in, and no matter what, you're going to be like, all right, we'll give them that. You know, whatever weight class they want to be in, they're going to throw them in. Um, Same thing with Anyways, it was a sick fight. I thought they could have called, even though he didn't fall down, I'm like, the fight probably could have been called earlier. Maybe, but you saw Woodley. Woodley's a dog. Woodley still has some fight in him. Woodley, when Woodley was out and wobbling and going all over the cage, when Luke got close to him, he was thrown back. Yeah, but I... He was out of it thrown back, but he was thrown back. I think there are certain people that just that's just built into their DNA. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm in the same ballpark as Woodley, but, like, there are times I would get clobbered. And I don't remember ten minutes, ten seconds of that fight, but I come out and I'm. Yeah, like, no, rewatch I, the fight. I would throw you. In, I would throw you in that same ballpark as a. But there's some people that when they get hit, like in the state that Woodley's in, they just like either fall down. For instance, what do you remember immediately after you bounced off the canvas against Mac Rice? Anything? You know, like that's an example. Um, I just remember kind of like being really out of breath and being like, and just be like, I got to get some distance right now. And And being like, what the fuck just happened? Like a little bit like what just happened right there? Yeah. Like I also remember a funny story you told was the Max Holloway when you were like, why is he throwing spinning stuff? And then you went back to the corner and you're like, what do you hit me with, a punch? And they were like, no, a spinning back. <laughs> spinning back, I'm like, whoa. You're like, I, I, um, I remember him throwing spinning shit. I didn't realize it yeah. hit. And I don't know. It was, it was tough for me to watch the Woodley fight just because I'm like, I, like I said, I like Vincente, but like, I don't know. There was a piece of me like, oh, I just like, I felt bad for him, kind of. I always liked Woodley. I didn't like Woodley until, or I, I did started not liking Woodley, if you will, when he started rapping, when he started going outside of fighting too much, like TMZ, you know. I want fighters to do stuff like that, but, like, it changed how Woodley fought. As soon as he started doing that stuff, it wasn't the same fight. Like, I don't want to say, like you see in movies, but pretty much like Rocky. That was Rocky three right there. He's not going to have that same comeback like Rocky Three, most likely not, unless he does it in Bellator. But 
He got rich. He got money. He got more comfortable, probably trained a little bit less, had more appearances to do. Wasn't the same guy stepping in the cage every time. Yeah. I'm sure I loved his – he came out fast. I'm like, okay, here we go. But like I said, he cracked Luke. Luke was like, I'm not the one. I'm in this. You know, like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I and mean, he, sick fight by Luke. I mean, well-deserved – so, you, you know, Luke had a very close fight with Wonderboy, and Wonderboy's number five, Masvidal's four. You could easily say Luke's potentially a top five, top three guy. With Le- you could do Luke versus. Wonderboy gets the title fight before Vincente. Yes, but no, maybe not. Wonderboy hasn't fought. Wonderboy's only fought once since the Luke. Luke's fought three times. Luke's three and oh, Wonderboy's one and oh. Wonder beat, Wonderboy beat Jeff Neal. Luke's. Just finished Woodley, finished Randy Brown, and he finished Nico Price. And you know they love finishing. Yes. He's got two, he's got a fight of the night and a performance of the night. So Luke is hot right now for them. I could see them being like, I mean, if Leon Edwards doesn't want to fight Bilal, they're going to be like, hey, you want to fight Luke? And when he's like, no, they're going to be like, all right, Colby, you want to fight Luke? And then you know how the UFC does it. Luke might become the number one contender by people turning him down right now. Or he'll get that one fight, and he's one fight away if he wins his next fight. And then it's him versus Usman, if Usman gets past Masvidal. But I wonder how those rounds used to go. Luke versus Usman. I'm sure they've done a good amount of rounds together, too. Oh, for sure. Um, and then the Coco main event, Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Almeida, like like you said before, Cody, like, no love, took some of his soul that night that he knocked him out. Like, he hasn't been the same fighter since, like, at all. No, he's actually, since then, he's lost four in a row right now. So that O'Malley... He was, like, on the rise to, like, a title shot, for sure. Him versus Cody was 21-0 and versus, I forget what Cody was at the time, but undefeated. I think Cody might have had a zero as well. Was it, like, a battle for... Yeah, Cody was, like, 10-0 and or something at that point, I believe. Um, Cody was 9-0 and at the time, or 8-0. So they were both undefeated. And he was probably supposed to beat Cody. Like on paper, you know? Yeah. And Cody caught him, starched him, and then he won his next fight. <clears throat> and since then, lost Jimmy Rivera, Rob Font, Jonathan Martinez, and now Sean O'Malley. Not I mean, all not- fucking tough guys, yeah. Um, but I'm in a, like, a, a group text with my wrestling buddies... And they were like, Sean O'Malley, like, this kid's a star. He could be really good. I'm like, you know, I think he could be champion. I was like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Champion? Yeah, that's what people are whoa, saying. Whoa, whoa, you're, you're on that? No, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, I just, I. Eventually, I like, eventually, but so far, no. Even on. I said, I said, the top five, he cannot beat the top five guys. In the division, I started naming them. I just started naming guys. And I was like, I was up to like eight. And I was like, I named them. Like, I think all these guys beat O'Malley. I think and that. And then, then I thought, and then I started looking at like UFC re- like roster. I added like two more guys. I'm like, okay, sorry, my bad. Top 10 guys, yeah. I think, beat O'Malley. Now, I'm not saying that they're. O'Malley's still young. O'Malley's still going to. He's still young though. He can get there. But um, then yeah. I also think I also think of in the in the top ten, there are some that could definitely see going his way. So 
don't know if you heard. Dominic Cruz reached out and was like, I want a piece of that ass. Which I love that. Yeah. But that's, could, that's a great. But so now the UFC could do that fight one of two ways. Want to drop the ball and make it a three rounder, or they give them a main event and they make that fight a five round. That I could, think it has to be a main event, no? Um, well, if they put it on a pay per view, it wouldn't be a main event. Uh, yes, for sure. And I think they have O'Malley. Sure. It seems like they have O'Malley in that pay per view mode right now, you know? Yeah. But I guess they uh, O'Malley draws to them. So O'Malley, one, yeah. two, three, four, five. His last five fights have all been pay per view. Okay. On the main card? Main card, yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I, only made the, I, I only made the main card like once, if I made it. Um, wasn't you versus you versus Stevens? Wasn't main card? Lamas, I think. Oh, and, were we Stevens? Yeah, you both of those. You and Stevens were the swing fight or the feature fight that night. Because you remember, uh, you you and Stevens happened, then it was like, okay, we got a fight of the night, and then. Robbie Lawler versus what's his name? We're not Robbie. What was the next one? Oh, so we, where were we? Coco made? Yeah, you guys were the third fight. I'm pretty sure. Let me check. What was that? UFC 189. I don't know. That was Chad Mendez versus Connor. Yeah, and then Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald was on that fight too. The crazy fucking war. Yeah. And that was the fight that was like, oh no, yeah, that yeah, you guys were the swing fight. Yeah. Um. But hang on, I thought Sean O'Malley looked awesome. I'm not gonna like the way he uses range and he like waits for shit. And I thought he was getting a little fancy with some shit. We're like, bro, this that's kind of shit can lose you fights. Well, like for example, our boy fucking Ashik yeah. trying for the not the walk off. Well, you saw it. the the commentators were kind of trying to foreshadow that. And they were saying, like, oh, well, now you know what might happen. Oh, wait, is it happening now? Okay, Almeida looks good. And they started uh, – uh, O'Malley was fucking him up the whole time. But even when Almeida started staying alive, they were almost like, okay, here we go. Oh, Almeida's doing something now. I was like, no, he's staying alive. Just But he was dead, and O'Malley didn't finish him by trying to walk off. He should have – the referee would have jumped right in if he would have jumped in and started swarming. The ref kind of got Almeida killed. Yes. The ref was like, no, like that's you're not like the ref did not want him to have a walk off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, hang on, that very first one where he did walk off, very well, like, okay, that's a walk off. The dude fell to his ass against the cage. And like I made his talk. Wasn't until you changed directions to come back to him. I made a pop right like, up. No, he did not. No, when he sat down, he popped right up. Bro, he sat there. It's when O'Malley started walking away. The guy's like, keep fighting and changed direction to come back to me. That man was like, like, oh, it's still on. Let me get the fuck up. I'd have to rewatch it. So you'd say that what's his name thought that it was over? Almeida? Almeida thought it was over. I don't think Almeida was home. Uh oh, bad guy, Hank. Yeah, he might not have been home. He might have waited for the, the cameo. Um, I don't know. I was. Yeah, <laughs> oh, holy shnikes! Is that for little old me? 
Is that the wow. greeting for little old me? Huh? Wow. That was very nice. Appreciate that. What's up, dudes? What is, is this setup? Is amazing. Oh, thanks. I'm at the studio. I told you I was trying to get here. Are, are we doing this? Is this the thing? Are we doing this? We are. We're always. We're always in it. Okay. All right. By the way, um, yeah, I was trying to get here. I appreciate the invite. Fill me in. What are we talking about? So I was just talking about Sean O'Malley versus Almeida. The first walk-off attempt he tried, I think it was there. Like, the ref shot probably should be like, yep, done. Almeida definitely uh, stayed with it and and showed that I'm still here. Uh, And then the, the ref the second time was like, finish him. Well, Almeida was not home. That was like a free shot. I was like, Ugh. he wasn't even, he didn't see that thing coming and just landed flush. I agree. So let me bring you up to speed because O'Malley's done something since. So O'Malley does what he thought was going to be the Mark Hunt, the walkaway knockout. And Michael Bisping came and weighed in on that. And he said to O'Malley, he said, hey, that's an immaturity. Don't do that again. Don't try to look cool. Take care of business. O'Malley came out and said, no, no. You're misinterpreting. I was never trying to walk away knockout. I don't want a TKO. I was allowing him to get back to his feet so I could have a highlight real knockout. Now, I think that Sugar Sean is rewriting history into his favor, but I don't care. That's fascinating. That's a great line that he said. I what? I wanted him back on his feet. All right. That's that is a great line, yes. That is witty. By the way, those chairs look like extremely comfortable. Are, are those as comfortable as they look, the chair you're sitting in? That looks excellent. Which one are you talking about? Dennis is a Mark. Yeah, aren't they the same? I'm just yeah. looking at it. I like the beige. I, I like the race car. He's got a legit he's yeah, these scar, are like, Scarface life right now. Yeah, these are like leather recliners. You know what happened, Chad? I wound up beating up a guy, and it wound up turning into me getting a, a condo on the beach somehow. Really? I got assaulted and had to defend myself against an attacker, and then I moved on up. There's just so many questions. I have so many questions as to what the hell you're talking about. I mean, I, I just really say, Tim, arms in Westland, Oregon. I know that's right. I know that one for each of you, gentlemen. Oh, so even Chell, a video I watched like right before we went live, and something me and Menace were talking about is this Logan or Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. Yep. I, I'm as I'm as in as you. Like I'm sold. I can't wait to see this. I want to see how it's going to play out. I'm obviously going with Ben, but I have that. Me and Dennis both have that. Oh, please, Ben, don't let this. So, so Chow, you know sports. You know combat sports. Is there a chance? And I'm not saying that like the Paul brothers. They got enough money to do whatever they want. Can the Judges be bought if it goes to a decision? That's a very interesting. I wouldn't, I wasn't fearing that. I mean, this is in Florida. They've got a very upstanding commission. So I wouldn't think we would go down that road. But I will suggest for you that I don't see this as a boxing contest. I think Paul's showing up to box, but Askren's a competitor. Askren's going to show up to compete. He's going to show up to push you and pull on you and make heart rate and make grit and toughness a thing. I just think that Paul is misinterpreting that. And many people that are betting on Paul, who's shockingly the favorite as of right now, I think also think that they're going out to there to box and they're arguing that Paul is a cleaner, more crisp boxer. But you know what I'm saying? Askren's a competitor. Askren's going to compete. You can pick whatever rules you want. But if you have a competitor who's used to winning, particularly when the lights are on and the people are watching, hard to go against Ben Askren. 
Yeah. Uh, also, the killer. Stan, do we have my bet in? We will put your bet in. I'm waiting for the odds to get a little bigger. I think they're going to go different. Because even something else we were saying, Chael, what about the referee? Because you know boxing referees, some of them let them fight the clinch out. A lot of them break it up. A lot of them break it up. So are they going to let Ben get an arm around the head? Let Ben grab the arm and, you know, move him around the ring a little bit? I feel like very easily Jake Paul and Triller can throw a referee in there that every time Ben touches him, they're going to be like, no, great, great. I agree with you. I, I mean, as I see this fight, though, I see Ben doing that. I see Ben cheating nonstop, constantly pulling on the head, hanging it, maybe even slipping a shot, and they're coming right back no matter how many times he gets warned coming back. And that's another thing we know in boxing. Those refs will give you warnings. They don't ever do anything. Uh, you can watch boxers break. The ref will just yell at them all night long and separate them, yell at them and separate, but nothing ever actually happens. I think Ben is going to grab him. I think he is going to slip in a rabbit punch here or there. I think it's going to start to get into Paul's head, and Paul's going to, hey, you told him five times to quit doing this. Why is he still doing it? I mean, I think those are part of the things that Ben is going to do to wear this guy out and to break him. That's how I see this. Yeah. Uh, and then when this fight got announced, whatever, Jay Haran, I think, put up, a highlight of him fighting uh, Ben Askren. I was like, Jay Haran is a fucking animal with very small gloves and yeah. could not land one flush punch on Ben Askren. Granted, wrestling, you know, the, the threat of a shot was there. But listen, Jay Haran under the, the thinking that you could shoot on him is a better boxer than Jake Paul Sure. Knowing that you can't shoot on him, if that makes sense. Okay, so let me make sure I have this right. So when Jay Huron put out the highlight of him fighting Askren, was he doing that in a way to show the world, hey, this guy knows what he's – what was the point of that? Was he taking Ben's oh, side? No, what I'm saying is is Jay Huron, even though you can shoot on him, is a, is a nasty with the hands. Of course. Versus if, just, Jay, if you couldn't shoot on Jay Huron, he would probably even be even worse. So what I'm sure. saying is – the, the fact that Ben Askren was able to be in the same place cage with him is, you know, he's got hands for days, no matter what the rules are. I think Jay was saying it in, like, he'll be good here. I fully understand. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, asking, I'm asking, was Jay's point to, to shine up Ben's wheels? Are these non-related? You said with a fight was announced. I don't know what Jay, because, I mean – it might just be like, hey, this guy funny. I, I fought him. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret um, that. I would be very curious. What's Haran doing these days, by the way? I, I haven't seen him in about two years. A stunt actor. You, okay. You've seen him in movies. What was the last yeah. movie I saw him in? He was in the a movie. with Denzel Washington. Yep. Denzel killed him in a backseat. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, I just saw that, by the way. I know exactly what you're you're talking no, about. Um, he was talking about his own career, but he put up the Ben Ashton fight. He was saying... One of the hardest things he ever did in his career was winning a world championship. He won the tournament, and then he went into the Ben Ashton fight, concussed with a broken nose before the bell, and then he just wrote, stay ready. And then he just showed the highlights of his Ben Ashton fight. All right, I got you. I got you. And I don't remember that fight. I watched it at the time. I don't remember. Ben Ben didn't have all that hard of a time. I think Ben won every round. Is that how that fight went? Yeah, he kept getting takedowns and would, you know, clinch. But it was close, I remember. The takedown. It was Ben wrestling him and Jay Haran landing the punches. Like, you know, but, but nothing does, significant. Ben does this awesome thing I call the zombie walk, where he kind of walks at you with his hands in front. Nope. And he's so fucking hard to hit. 
I can see him almost like holding mitts for Jake Paul and Jake Paul getting tired throwing haymakers. I've asked guys, I've asked multiple guys about Ben Askren that either just do jujitsu with him or just wrestle or just box. Uh, Tyron Woodley. I asked him, hey, man, is Ben's hands what everybody's saying? And, And Tyron said, absolutely not. He said, when you spar with him. He's he's in your face as much as anyone else that's been doing it longer. It's very nice things to say. And that, that was a private conversation. He had no reason to tell me that unless it were true. T. Wood, who people don't question T. Wood's hands. T. Wood says Ben's got hands. Yeah, I was saying that to Dennis, too. He's seen some of the best ever in MMA, some really good strikers, period, in front of him. And he's been able to, granted, dodge the punches to get a takedown or get a clinch. But he's dodged the punches. He knows how to dodge a punch. He knows how to not get hit flush. And even I heard him say, he's like, the only time he ever been rocked was the Masvidal flying knee. And then I went back and watched his fights. You've never really seen him wobbled or hit to where you're like, oh, he's hurt. He's rocked. He's been hit and taken it well. So I'm not going to think Jake Paul is going to hit harder than all those guys that have 30, 40 fights. And you, you saw the presser, right? Yeah. Was that amazing or there was a lot of moving parts there? I mean, Paul was very caught off guard. I've always thought of Paul as a pretty talented guy. However, that, that's him reading scripts. He's got a level of ability to act and he's got a level to, uh, you know, give inflection. But when he was up there with no script and that was the real Paul, I mean, I couldn't believe what a dum dumb we were dealing with. I couldn't believe what little value he brought to that i get i mean i guess he's a script guy he needs a script but i thought that Askren. uh i thought Askren won the press conference 10 easy but it was uh well i tell you what like 13 year olds and shit like that watch youtube are like yeah god he was snoring when he was talking got him but as like an adult i saw fear sure i saw like you know hey let me get someone who beat you up and let me try and like he, I think he was told all this, he was scared, like interrupting someone while they're talking with just the the flex in his tone. You could almost hear it. Even the pie face at the end. I mean, Dennis, that threw him off. He it took him out to, okay, I better push. The, I better do something. He didn't know what to do. No, all of this got too real. He marked out for his own gimmick. And now he's about to fight a guy that was a two-time world champion. is pretty good at fighting. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so, and I was telling, listen, you're the best man in Oregon, so I don't know. Maybe we're different. But, like, when signing the contract to fight someone and then two weeks out, there's a lot that happens in there in your brain. Sure. Where when you sign, like, I'm going to crush this guy. And then training happens and, like, maybe you don't do good or you're not feeling good. And you're like, maybe this guy has a chance. There's this, like, crap. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Which I don't know if if I don't know what Jake's camp is like. Maybe he has little, you know, punching bags in there where he feels great, which there is something to be said about that. Sure. You know, oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, no, sometimes being naive is a good thing, but you're very right about that, Dennis. You do start to be a, become your own worst critic all the way up to the locker room. You'll be in the locker room and go, all right, next camp, I'm running five miles a day. Every I'm going to be more ready so I don't have to feel this again. It's one of those things. Then your performance goes well, and you go, okay, well, maybe I was a lot to do about nothing. But you're very right, and I think the competitive anxiety is a real part of this match. Oh I mean, I will bet on Ben Askren. I'm not wondering in the least. It's going to be Ben, but one of the reasons I think that is that anxiety. When you get that dump, when you get that rush, when you find yourself in a match harder than you thought it was going to be, 
You know how to respond to that, Dennis. I've been trained on how to respond to that. Paul doesn't. And it is a bad, bad feeling to be in front of the world and overmatched. Right, right. And I'd imagine Ben's pace, you're gonna he's gonna feel like he's drowned and breathing in hot air and be like, Oh my god, what the fuck? And Ben's exactly. gonna and Ben's not the guy you want to get tired. I'd imagine Ben's going to be talking shit to him once he gets tired, going to the, you know, showing the fans what's up. Yeah. No, you're, you're spot on. And I think that conditioning is real, too. That's a little harder for the audience to see. There's a lot of intangibles that are a little harder for the audience to see. I mean, St. Pierre, who weaponized pace, he absolutely had a weapon that nobody could identify, but his opponents could feel it, which was just his ability to go as hard in the 25th minute as he did in the first five minutes. Ben has that. Ben has that getting gear and just keep going. Not sprints, not different speeds, good high pace and hold it all night long. It's going to be a real thing. And Ben's going to get his hands on this guy. and He's going to swarm the guy. I've just seen this too many times in the practice room with a guy who's clumsy and doesn't know what he's doing. And he's clearly overmatched skill for skill, but he's on the other guy. And the other guy, he can't breathe to get out there and look good. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Paul's going to get swarmed. And you always hear this, well, he's got a puncher's chance. Thank goodness we don't have to hear that boring narrative here. Neither one of these guys has enough power to put the other one down, right? I mean, it's going to be technique. It's going to be skill. It's going to be heart. It's going to be Ben Askren. Yeah. Menace wants me to put some money on it, Chael, and I'm all about it. I, I, I'm waiting for – I'm going with even Ben's prediction. If Ben's saying seventh round, I'm going – and Ben – I said to Dennis, he has a very realistic perspective of it. He's like, I'm probably going to give away the first round or two. He's going to be hitting you with punches, and I'm just going to be pulling on him, pulling on him, tiring him out. And then you're going to see him get tired, then you're going to see Ben Askren do what he does. <laughs> oh, Ben like said that? Ben, ben said, said that. I might lose the first two. That's great. Yeah, Ben That's said he's willing to, give it away. he's willing to give away the beginning of the fight to get what he needs to go. I Good. like what uh, Stan told me. Ben said that uh, – it's like, if Jake Paul's actually really a good boxer, I'm going to lose. <laughs> and then he says, he's like, but I don't think he is. He's like, I might be wrong, but I don't think he is. Okay. And then he always says right after, he's like, what have I been boxing for? Like eight days, eight weeks? You know, so. So real it's quick, uh, before we got on to Ben Askren, we were talking about Sean O'Malley. Dr. Cruz reached out to you, correct? Yes. So my story goes, but yes, that is the story that I'm alleging. Correct. Oh, wait, the Chael just, ch- all right. So maybe there's a chance that Chael just came up with this one and was like, you know what? I'm putting this fight out there. I, my version of the story is that Dominic Cruz texted me directly to let the world know he wanted Sean O'Malley. Now, whether that happened or I just think I know Dominic well enough, to try to slip that in there. I mean, we may never know, but I do want to see that match. And I am a little unclear on where Dominic wants to go and what he wants to do. I think he's unclear. I mean, I really think he reminded the world in that last fight of just how damn good he is. And the only guys that are going to beat him are world champions. And, you know, 135, it's just very interesting territory. Seeing a, a clear path that you could actually hang your hat on to get Dominic back to a world title fight, that's not likely. So what are we doing and who are we going to do it with? And I think when you start to look from the Frankie Edgars to the Jose Aldos, that represents one era, or even this new era of Sean O'Malley. I think Dominic can still go with those guys. That's my opinion. I think Dominic Cruz is as good as he's ever been. I agree. I he's think- a tough night out. Dominic Cruz is a tough night out for anybody. Yeah, I don't think he- his angles on Sean O'Malley would he crush him. I feel. 
Wait, is, is Dominic Cruz that far away from a title shot? I'd say he's two wins. He could probably be a couple of wins. But, you know, 135, that's a, that's a weird division. You got Aldo. Uh, apparently, Sterling has to go back against Jan. Apparently, they're going to do that. So, Hudo's saying he's coming back. But then I think a lot of people thought that uh, that was just for fun. I don't think that that's serious. TJ is back. But now TJ's uh, locked in there with Sandhagen. So, it's kind of one of these things where if you look at the board and what pieces are available, a Dominic... And a Sugar Sean is available. And for me, I think that's an interesting match. Really interesting. I agree. I agree. I think you'll see exactly where Sean O'Malley is. Yes. I think that will... bag of money, though, Henry Cejudo comes back. I think if they gave him Volkanovski, like a legit Volkanovski for the title, here's what we're paying you, and it was more than he's made his last fight, he'd be like, all right. Against Volkanovski. Yeah, he's been kind of. I feel like he's been like picking on Volkanovski a little bit. You guys get a little weight. You guys both competing at the highest level. It's tough to walk away, and Henry didn't walk away like he walked away completely on top. So he has to still think I can beat all these guys. Sure. He wakes up some days and he's probably like, to train today. Oh wait, I'm retired. You know, and he probably gets in the gym sometimes and fucks guys up. Same Uriah Fever came back. Who knows he would still be the best in the world? He would I agree with you. And, and Dennis, to that point, you know, when Cejudo left, he told us the truth as to why. He said, if it's enough money, I'll come back. And without that, I've, I've done it all. And, and off I go. I only bring that up because if we were to take him at his word, and I do, he just lost the championship clause. His next fight will not be the defending of a championship, which takes him out of pay-per-view points, which means he's going to make drastically less. So that probably comes back to what you're saying, where, well, it's got to be a championship fight. Put that back in, even if it's Volkanovski. But it just seems like there's a lot of things that are going to be there that are really hard to return Dom to where he, or uh, Henry to where he was because he walked away from him. You don't have the championship clause. You don't have it. And he didn't have the championship anymore. Yeah. And then what does Cejudo do? Did, did Cejudo make enough money in fighting? Yeah. To walk away? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, he's made millions and millions of dollars, if that's what you mean. And I think he's pretty smart with his money. He doesn't have, uh, you know, kids over here. and a divorce I know he does real estate and stuff. So I'm going to say hopefully he doesn't yeah, he have that. anything. I, but I, I would think at his age that he, he could stand a couple of more fights. So I'm sure. How old is he? He's like my he's young. Age, right? he, I think he's 32, 33. He was 20 years old in 2008. So whatever that is. So it's 31 then. He was the youngest Olympic champion ever, and that was in 2008. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still young, that he, like, retired and was like, are you serious? Uh, he's 34. So, yeah, he's the same age as yeah. you, Dennis. A little younger. But I think Cejudo's the best to ever do it at that weight. I think if him and Demetrius Johnson fought 10 times, Cejudo wins six of them. Yeah. That's high praise, and I happen to agree with you. Cejudo is absolutely amazing. And not to mention that Olympic – you know, they're, they're trying to do this champ-champ thing or the champ-champ-champ. In many ways, it is Cejudo. Different sport of freestyle wrestling and a different weight class. A lot of people forget that, but it was a different weight class than he won his his two titles, and I think he deserves credit for it, man. I think Cejudo's yeah. outstanding. Yes. So we're, we're supposed to have uh, RBY, is that how you say it? Yeah. RBY, right? yes. Yep. He's supposed to come on later, and he was—he's like flirting with the idea of uh, Olympic gold. And I'm gonna be like, "Listen, dude, Lucas, listen—if you want to get MMA, go get some Olympic gold real quick, 
Sure. And you'll be fucking worth 10 times more than just a Penn State wrestler. Absolutely. By the way, uh, I'm I'm half pissed off at RBY. So maybe you can you can give him a message. But I would love to know the answer on this, which is simply he goes to the NCAAs. He has fix now fix is the former world team member ranked number one nationally is supposed to be our representative to the Olympic Games. It's going to take an upset for that to not be true. RBY beats him. Big surprise. Looked great doing it and did it the hard way, which was overtime. Now, RBY, that qualifies him for the trials. RBY goes to the press conference and says, no, I'm not going to the trials because I don't have a weight class, meaning I can't make 121. Excuse me, don't have a weight class. There's always a weight class. It just means you got to go 145. If you can't go down, you go up. There is a weight class. And he is into the trials. And he says he's not even going to try because he's one of these tweener weights. It surprised me. It disappointed me. And I don't agree with it. Uh, RBY, you have a weight class somewhere. Go get on the scale and they'll tell you which one it is. You got to go to the trials. You got to go. Yeah. And and was this past weekend his last chance to... Last oh, chance qualifier, which, by the way, if I was to tell you not who did qualify, if I was to tell you who didn't, you would be stunned. By example, Mark Hall, three-time age group, world champion, two-time NCAA, Mark Hall yeah. is not in, is not in. He didn't get in through any of the qualifications. He's out, won't be at the trials. I mean, when you start to understand things like that, that's what you really appreciate what Gabe Dean is doing or what, uh, what Dake versus Burroughs are getting ready to do. Imar is now out, sadly. Imar had to pull out today. Something happened. Imar was the only one that could could realistically disrupt. Uh, you got RBY. RBY just jumped in. <laughs> Chad, you want to time yourself? Is this RBY? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to, RBY. What's happening, buddy? We were just talking about you, but here was the question that I was hoping uh, that they would that they would ask you later, which is after you beat Fix and congratulations, that was an incredible match. But after you beat Fix, I automatically qualified you for the trials, and your comment essentially was, "I'm in between weights and I can't make 121. I'm not going to go." RBY, don't you have to go? You just got to go 145. What am I missing? Why are you not going to the trials? I mean, I'm going to watch, but. I mean, I wrestle with Nick Lean Zane. I wrestle with Nick Lean Zane every day. I know, I know, I know the answer to that. Oh well, that's a lot of sportsmanship uh, by you. Hey, by the way, if we're going to talk one forty-five, who is going to make that team? Is that going to be Zane? Um, you know, I got my money on my PSU boys. It's going to be Zane and Nick. I haven't seen the brackets yet. Going with Gilman at fifty-seven. That's my guy. And um, going with DT at eighty-six. I'm going to pick Kyle Snyder 90, 97. And then I'll probably pick JB at 74. Heavyweight, I'm going to go Gable. Who would you predict that, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of David Taylor, who would you predict is going to come through that tournament? Is it going to be a, a Gabe Dean showdown? I don't know. I can't count on my roommate, Aaron Brooks. Sure. At the same time, I can't count out Bo Nickel. I don't know. So he, too. That, that's going to be tough. I'm excited to be there and watch. And uh, I wish I was wrestling, but it is what it is. You can't make 121. It's 125. I'm like 45 right now. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I haven't been that low since. You need to turn your phone. Oh, turn it. Yeah. 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 One sec. Uh, Is that better? Yeah. Young, officially welcome to Menace and the Man. Stand the Man, Dennis the Menace Mutez, the largest arms in Westland, Oregon, Chael Sonnen. And now we're joined by the 2021 national champion. That's the champ. That's the champ. 
So Roman, sure. Roman, let's let's stay on this just for a minute. So uh, you're talking about David Taylor. I forgot that Nickel is in that term because Nickel was flirting with the other weight class, right? Nickel went overseas and represented up away. I didn't. I forgot that he officially settled in there. So what would happen if there was a Zahid versus Nickel showdown? Has that match ever happened? It's happened. Zahid's been before, but you know it's crazy. I see all these. I see all these matches go down inside the wrestling room, and uh, obviously I'm not going to talk about what happens, but. I think it's pretty fair game. It's going to be an interesting tournament, you know? And I feel like there's one way class. It's just someone I expect is going to come out on top. There's, there's also some guys that are, you know, Dan Gable in the wrestling room, but when the lights shine, I mean, actually all your guys, when the lights shine, they show up. But when Porsche comes to shove, sometimes people just, they get a little extra, you yeah. know? So it's tough to say. Sure. Yeah, you, you really don't know at a tournament like this. And then it's been these guys have been training for this for five years, and it's finally happening. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah, the perfect example, Dennis, like someone I, you always talk about that was like that was Gregor. You would fuck Gregor up in the practice room. Oh, Gregor was a piece of shit in the wrestling room, and then he would come when every tournament he wrestled in. So our, hold on, guys. I got to stay on wrestling because I don't get to talk to somebody of, of RBY's stature very often. <laughs> RBY, let me ask you another question. So Mark Hall did not make the trials, which I, I only bring that up because that really speaks to how goddamn hard these trials apparently are, right? If a three-time world champion, age group cha- can't make the trials, right? Pretty tough. But uh, AJ Ferrari, is there any rumor going around? Is he planning on entering this? If so, I assume 97 kilograms. Have you heard? Yeah, he's wrestling as far as I see. I think I saw something on Instagram when he was getting ready for the trials and I feel like at that point, if you do qualify, you should wrestle. But, I mean, I'm not doing it. But, you know, I did qualify for the World Team Trials in September, and that's uh, there's going to be 10 weight classes. So I'll go 61 kilograms. But as far as I know, AJ Ferrari is wrestling. And Ferrari made some comment, by the way, on ESPN after he won the title, which was that he's going up to heavyweight. Is that true? Are you hearing these rumors? Is a Gable-Ferrari showdown possible in the future? Maybe. I don't know what Gable's doing yet. That's my guy, but I just think Gable's the baddest man on the planet at all weights, and um, and I think he proves himself every time, and he has fun with it, so that's just my pick. Who can ready for this? Who can jump higher? You or Gable? Because, uh, yo, that dude's layout back up, I was like... Yeah, he, he can move different, but I, he can move different, but I think, I'm, I think I got a little bit more fast switch than him. All right, I'm with it. So, RBY, what's the next move now for you? You know, I'm just chilling, giving back. Um, Going to go hang out. I train with Dominic Cruz, um, train with whoever wants to train, get back to some kids, do some camps, and then I'm going to try to make the world team at 61 kilograms in September. I think that's when it is. But for now, just celebrate it a little bit, hang out. But uh, just stay training. That's pretty much all I do, train with others year-round. That's it. I did. I've been doing some uh, MMA stuff too, so that's pretty fun. So you're not chasing Olympic gold. You let it pass. Yeah, I mean that's it's literally in five days, and I, I, I understand that. Because well, yeah. I was talking to Chael earlier, is your market because you want to get an MMA? Right? Uh, 100%. Uh, I wouldn't say 100, but I'm dabbling in it. <laughs> right. And listen, I have got no doubt in my mind. Right. You could throw some hands. Obviously, you're doing a little sparring, right? Yeah. Hanging in there, you could take down fucking anybody. Is that yeah, exactly. your markability is probably ten times more if you were gold medalist or even placed anywhere in Olympics? 
No, yeah, hundred percent. But I got more. I still got a lot of years of wrestling in me, and um, you know, it's just bad timing right now, especially trying to make the weight. I didn't even. I don't even have a plan for it. I mean, I could have maybe tried to kill myself. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I haven't been that small since maybe freshman year of high school. So. So what, what's, what's Kale have to say? He's just like, okay, or he wants you, like, what was his thoughts on it? Yeah. yeah Kale, you know, Kale does, Kale respects uh, whatever your decision is. He doesn't really, he's not going to force his guys to do anything, and uh, it's pretty much up to you. You know, he was happy I won, and he just wants to see his wrestlers happy. He's not going to force anyone to do anything. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty much my choice. And another reason is, like, I'm really close with Thomas Gilman. Uh, he's the number one seed this weekend, and, you know, he really, he really took – over me and under his wing every single day since he's moved to Penn State. He's really helped me a lot. So, I mean, I really didn't, I really don't want to wrestle him either just because he's really changed my life and he's got me a lot better, a lot more mentally and physically stronger. So I just felt like, you know, even me trying to kill myself and if I had to wrestle him, I just wouldn't, just wouldn't be right because I know he's the one who's helped me a lot to get this NCAA title. Well, listen, we've asked you like four questions and like, you don't want to fucking do it. You're hang on, ready for this? Whether you're, you, have all the skill to do it or not. If you don't want to do it, you wouldn't win. So, I mean, the fact that you're like, ah, like, you got to be like, yeah, I'm about to go get that. And you know, yeah, you, you can't, you can't be half in for this. Kind of, yeah. This shit's no joke. It's the toughest tournament. Baddest dudes. Anyone can win. You got, you can't be half fast. Something like this This is Olympic gold. We're talking about or yeah. Olympic spa. We're talking about. So it's kind of like, you got to be all in for it. And in my mind, it wasn't, I already know it. Sometimes it's kind of hard to make 33. And then now I'm kind of, that's eight more pounds we're talking about. And I'm already skinny as it is. And Roman, Roman, how's Nikki Freestyle going to do in this? He's, he's going to be right in there, right? He's going to be a problem for someone. Well, listen, all those guys are going to be problems with Siriano. You know, he's so hard to score on. He keeps a good stance. And uh, I really don't know who's going to win. Fix, I just wrestled Fix. You know, Fix is good. They all have the pedigrees. I don't, I'm going with Gilman. That's my guy. But listen, they can go either way. That way class is just, they're all good. And they all have their own style. So, I wouldn't even know who to put money on. Well, and speaking of of uh, Suriano, though, is he coming back next year? And can he? Can he? Does he have eligibility with the NCAA for next year? Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone. Yeah, I think he has. Like, uh, think okay. he has another year. I mean, we all have. I still have two more years because this year, Torch Algebra didn't count. So I'm pretty sure. But I know for him, like this Olympic gold, that's what's on his mind. Oh, wait, did they give you guys a year of eligibility back because of COVID? Yeah, yeah. so I got two more years. And I still have a red shirt, too, so. Oh, okay. They treated this – here's my understanding. RBY, correct me if I'm wrong, but they treated this year, Stan, as though it didn't happen. Didn't matter if you're a freshman, uh, sophomore, junior, senior. It's like it didn't happen. So if you were eligible this year, you are eligible next year. Yeah, That's there's the some dudes who are like – yeah, there's some dudes who could be like 25 still wrestling because this year didn't count. So, like, my guy Piccinini, though, gets totally smoked. Yeah, so he smoked. Mark Hall got – it's Mark Hall, can't come back. Right. Shenzo, all those guys got lost out. But everyone this year got lucky. So, what question I had, if you eventually do MMA, it'd be, like, a year or two away? MMA, no. That's probably, like, five, six, seven, eight years away. I'm going to wrestle freestyle as long as I can. How old are you yeah, I can go to, I'm only 22. Oh, all right. So, yeah, you still got years. But then you see someone like I was going to say, like Downey, for instance. He's like 27, 28 right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, Downey. Um, so he's got to get it to the <laughs> Yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know the time span on that stuff. I kind of just I kind of just go with the flow right now. But 
definitely something I'm interested in. I don't know if I want to get punched in the face for a living, but we'll figure that out soon. Well, how was it going with Aljamain? Um, I mean, we only wrestled, we grappled. He was like 15 pounds bigger than me, and uh, but then we uh we did a little uh, grappling, and he choked me out. But I knew what I did wrong, but I haven't really dabbled in that. But now I'm in it a lot more, so I've gotten a lot better. Been going with some black belts and stuff, and I can I can take all of them down and uh, just learning me being on my back and stuff like that. Like I'm saying, for the feel of it, yeah, because Aljamain's obviously one of the highest levels. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I wrestled him. You know, he was big, and uh, he threw me for four, actually. So that was pretty funny, you know, how to find my way back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he just feels like another human being to me. Nothing really different. And then grappling, I was, like, going against a black belt on my first just match ever. So, Hey, fe- fellas, I got to tag in real fast. Uh, we're talking about Olympic wrestling. I actually got to jump on a call with USA Wrestling about the trials. Great seeing you all. Roman, great to meet you. I feel like I know you, but I guess it's our first time. Pleasure, gentlemen. Take care. Man, that was awesome. Hey, Roman, sorry. Like, he gets, he comes in and just gets thrown right in the gauntlet. Like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? I'm like, dude, this dude's going to hate. Yeah, right before you got on, Chael was like, I got something. Chael was going on about you. Like, tell him I'm mad at him about this and this. And then you came up like, hey, Chael, you want to tell him yourself? <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people want me to make the weight, but it is what it is. Hey, listen, it's 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 a good problem to have that people fucking are behind you and think you could do and achieve great things. Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. And if you're like, ah, listen, you just want a fucking national title. You can you can fucking chill on that for a second. <laughs> for a little bit, at least, yeah. You know, and that's your first national title, right? Yeah, at NCAA, yeah. Yeah. But um no, if I knew deep down I can do it and feel good, I'd definitely do it. But yeah. there's so much unknowns, you know. Well, here, so I mean, your main problem. focus was the winning a national title. If had that been, you know, COVID and out, yeah, you'd probably be training for freestyle for this Olympics yeah. because. Well, like we talked about, this. Was that the dream, RBY, to be an Olympian, to win an Olympic gold medal? Like, is that that's on the that's on the list of things to do, right? No, yeah, 100%. Well, check this out. I wasn't even qualified for the trials if I didn't win NCA. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, if I didn't win, I wasn't going, I wasn't going to be able to qualify for trials. So, what if I didn't win? You know what I mean? It was always that 50 50. So, it wasn't really, if I won, yeah, but I didn't really even know if I was going to be qualified. And what have they said as far as are they doing the next Olympics in 2024? I have no clue, but. Or are they going to fucking. Go off that year and make it 2025. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but obviously I'm going to try out for that. Either I'm going to go down or up. But if I go down, I got to do it a smart well, and different way. College by then, <clears throat> where yeah. you can focus be, fully on. Exactly. If I want to go up or go down, I can focus fully. But right now I'm at 33 and I'm doing good. Who knows if I try to really kill myself at 25 and messes my body up? Because I'm not. I don't have a lot of body fat. How tall are you, to people? I'm like five six. Okay. But I'm, I'm a little skinny though. I'm not too thick. I have my thighs are humongous. I mean, menace. You got a lot more wrestling experience. I would say go up, right, and try to get the maximum out of the performance. What would you say, menace? Would you suck the weight or would you try to go up? I mean, uh, I, he's he's got to be honest with himself and the competition yeah. around him. I mean, when he watches people wrestle, right. <laughs> 
in our heads we go, I can beat him. Oof, that'd be tough. Or I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe RBG doesn't think that, but like in my head, so I'm pretty real myself. I'm like, man, this guy. Well, what's cool for me is like I'm in the one of the best wrestling rooms in the world, so I can gauge myself, right? So Which, Zane, real quick, we because we had Mark Hall on the show. Is there? I forget if he told us like why did he go over to Penn? What the fuck did he have Mark Hall on the show? <laughs> you have Mark Hall on the show? Hang on, not Mark Hall. Uh, we have Bo Nickel on the show. No. We had Hall on the show. Yeah. Yeah, if you know he moved, I'm pretty Remember, sure. I was, like, I was like, dude, I'll come to Penn. Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I was thinking of someone totally different. Yeah, Mark Hall. We had Mark like, on like four episodes ago. Yeah, my bad. I'm an idiot. Yeah, so it's just a thing. It's just a thing called. Uh, RTC, right? You do it after you graduate, and um, there's obviously money involved. They they uh, bring you as an athlete. They pay you to train there, and you know at Penn State, there's so many big names, Olympians. We're talking about multiple-time world champs, multiple-time NCAA champs. There's not enough money. There's not. It's not that there's not enough money, but you can make more at other places. If that makes sense. That, so it depends. Yeah. It depends how much. It depends if you're looking for the money or you want to. Wrestling wise, you got to stay at Penn State. But if you're looking toward the future and money, and I think you want to be a coach, it's kind of like, why not go to Penn? But then, as you can see, maybe because he went to Penn, he hasn't really had the best training. So that's why he didn't qualify. So, like, you never really know. It just it could work out for you. It, could, it just depends on how you can adapt. Yeah. Because, I mean, because, you know, he said, Kale gave him, like, hey, man, do what's best for you. It wasn't, it exactly. wasn't like, uh, yeah, you think it's better over there? Like, okay, fuck off. No. Uh, and then, you know, all, he also said, like, he's welcome in your guy's room whenever he wants. Yeah. So Listen, he said he was going to take trips back and forth. Kale, Kale and his coaches are probably, like, the most understanding coaches and pretty much all on you. Like, the way I see it is you have all the best resources you need in that wrestling room. If you want to win, it's all on you, and they're just going to guide you as best as they can. They don't yell at you. They don't – they just all do just good people. I just don't. You guys are a fucking machine over there. Just everyone wants to win there, and everyone just. Now, everyone so, just you were in high school, right? Penn State was already on this like tear of like, all right, we own this whole thing. Yeah. So when did it click in your brain? Like, yep, I want to go to Penn State. Dude, honestly, I'm gonna be real. I don't even know what Penn State was growing up. None of my family's been to college. Uh, I'm from the hood, you know. We got some gangsters out here, Tucson, Arizona, you know. It ain't nothing like them, them people up in Penn State. So I got oh, there. Bro, I, had I went to, to Bloomsburg. Yeah, I had to get up there. I went to Bloomsburg University. I know what it's all about. Yeah, I had to get up there and adapt real quick. But, uh, you know, um, just I just say when he, Kale called me, I didn't call them because I didn't know what Penn State was. I don't even know if I'm from Arizona. Arizona wrestling is not that good. I didn't even know if they were looking at me. But after really, like, thinking about it, they needed a lightweight, and it's just – they're winning national titles. Just why not? Let's send it. Well, Arizona wrestling, you could say, isn't that good, but a couple of fucking studs have come out of Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. It's, it's good, but it's not good nationally. No, right? um, even now, I know MMA, Cruz, um, Justin Gaethje's from Arizona. What's, yeah. what's the dude fighting uh, against, uh, man, I, uh, Calvin? 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 Who are you talking about? That? Calvin, that's fighting um, at 185. 
that's fighting Kelvin. Gaslam. Yeah, yeah, Gaslam. Yeah. Gaslam's from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he asked me, uh, we were talking. I'm going to go out there. He wants me to come out there and train. Oh, you're probably getting hit up from everybody because you're probably you know, a great guy to have in the room, especially oh, yeah. around 135, 145, 25, 55. I break all those dudes. I go in there and I just make them go. <laughs> Yeah, so I you saw that. You just got done fucking around with Donna Cruz. He's got you in for this camp. Um, I'm last camp I was in. I'm going out there next week. Um, when I get back from the trials, I'll be out there, and um, you know, he might. I see some rumors that he might fight Sean or whatever. If that happens, I'll be with that camp too. And um, yeah, so that's gonna be exciting. I'm really close to Dom, and my footwork that he taught me is what I did all year long. Helped me out. People had no clue what was going on. Chael was just for telling wrestling us. or for like. MMA. No, like the footwork, the footwork he was using, I implemented it into wrestling. And if you got to watch some of my matches, I was just dancing around on people, and they're like, "Wow, what, what is this?" And it was pretty fun. And yeah, right before Chael joined us, he was telling us how he pretty much probably started that rumor of <laughs> of Dominic Cruz versus Sean O'Malley. Yeah. So if that happens, I'm in on that. That's that's going to be exciting, and I feel like Dominic could beat him. Don't get hit. I'll wrestle him, and I'll get him ready for that. But yeah, I saw you out there. I saw you in a video with Don Cruz. I wasn't sure if you were out at Alliance or whatever. Then I saw you with our boy Eric Uresk, who's one of the coaches out there. And uh, yeah, I, was, was I was like, oh, yeah, he must be at Alliance, like training, training. And then I saw you even putting on the gi in a video recently. Well, I just put, I'm just put the gi back on in Tucson here. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to come roll. And I just rolled yesterday. But I was beating up some white belts. They didn't know I, I knew what I was doing. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> some blue belts. Oh, yeah, you're probably in there, and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, 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 buddy, no take them back and put him in a full Nelson. He's not even using the gay. Yeah, like, when, you, when you're when a level of wrestling, when you step on a jiu-jitsu mat, you're pretty much a blue belt. You just have to know not to let your arm get twisted in a few different ways. If not, even a higher level. Like, you could probably make some really good guys look bad. Yeah, well, so, so like, when I go train with, like, like law all last or during the pandemic, I went and trained with Juan Archuleta and TJ Dillashaw and okay. we have wrestling days and then we have jujitsu days. So like, um, I'm teaching them wrestling or then we're just scrapping. And then when I go jujitsu, I'm learning everything too. So like it goes back and forth. So I do whatever they do. So that's why I learn. And then when they do stand up, I'm learning and watching. So that's why I've been picking up on it. And that's where I kind of just slowly catching on, just being around it. So real quick, and don't be modest, because TJ is around a 12 guy. His shit is pretty good. What's the gap between you and TJ? I took him down before, but um, but, but um, you know, he he. The thing is, we didn't really wrestle. We were getting one ready, but we did a lot of jits. I mean, he tapped me out. He knew what he was doing. But yo, he was in the summer. He was huge. He was at least a buck sixty. I'm like 39, 40. Okay. Oh yeah, you've seen TJ's looking extra thick now. Yeah, he's co- he's coming down, but oh, they they booked um, All these guys, yeah, all these guys are good dudes. They all show me love. I show them love. And I'm just about building my network, and um, I like learning from everyone. You know. Oh, even that you're around two of right there, Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw. That's probably two of the that's the Mount Rushmore of 135. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put Cejudo on there too, and then you're coming from a similar background as Cejudo. Yeah, we talk. We talk here and there. He he always has my backs. He posted me after I won and just messaged me. 
you know, just, they just all reach out to me. They know that I have potential, but I kind of just got to figure out the right way to go about it and stuff like that. So real quick, I'm going to take, we're, so you're on the menace and the man show. So we talk about man shit, right? Fucking do it. Yep. So real quick, yeah, we're going to get away from, this is going to be fun. All right. So Penn State, my buddy Dan Valma, I used to be roommates with him here on Long Island. He was like, yeah, me and, me and Kale used to kind of butt heads because he didn't like that I drank. <laughs> and, and I talked to Mark, and like, he drinks. He was national champs. I'm like, do you drink? And you guys just, Kale doesn't know? or um, So I don't drink during season. I didn't drink all season. but Right, yeah. I, that's But he doesn't want you guys drinking at all, right? Yeah, you know, so that's it's, what, probably not the be- it's probably not the best thing. But after I won this past week, I was on like a five-day bender, and I was just, yeah. <laughs> Every night, you know, throwing up and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's good memories. But now I told myself I'd only celebrate for a week. And then now I'll casually drink here and there. But I won't send it like I did these past five days. Right. Here, RBY. Wait, wait, wait. Menace. Everything's allegedly here, RBY. That might have yes. happened this past weekend. Might have not happened. You might just be telling a story. <laughs> so allegedly. <laughs> you might be making up stories. And we like it. Yeah, I don't know if it happened. Um, so here's what we talk about on Menace and the Man Show, right? Obviously, we talk about fighting and combat sports. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about drinking a couple of booze. Yeah, hundreds. You know, girls that you're banging or how many. Uh, and then street fights. That's for, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to hit. Well, we'll start there. He comes from the hood, so he's definitely been in some street fights or seen. No, some- I, listen, listen, I haven't been in any street fights, but what I, yes, but I Penn State, I get scared. You know, I don't really try to mess with too many people. There, we've been in some frat incidents, but it's never really been too. Everyone's really not. I don't know. Everyone talks to talk until it comes down to it. Yeah, most people don't want to sure. fight. And Stan, Stan's actually amazing at this, and I've watched it like. I, I'm probably similar to you. Roman is like, if someone starts to, I'm like, nah, you're good. Like, I'll beat your ass. Like, yep, you will. And I will do everything in my power to defuse it. Stan does the same thing. He tries to defuse it, but they look at his size and like, nah, I want to fuck this dude up. And it's really funny. <laughs> and, uh, but then I've watched Stan step to people. And when it gets very real, people bail. Yeah, I know. There was this one in the summer, and these dudes were trying to kick me out. I'm like, You're, I'm not going anywhere. Then they started getting out wild. You're in a frat doing, house? Um, no, it was like a rented Airbnb, and the whole wrestling squad pulls up. Well, a couple of us, and then we're hanging out with the gymnastics. In Penn State? Yeah, around the area. And then it was just like, I was like, listen, we can we can go outside right now. We walk outside. Everyone's around him, and none of them do nothing. It was just like, wow, like every all the girls there watching, and everyone's just they're just like, nah, we don't want to fight you, bro. Can you just leave? It's just like, come on, bro, you're acting cool in front of everyone, and now that we come outside, right? And then the worst then, thing that you could learn real, real, you could learn the hard way real quick is if there's one or two wrestlers that enjoy fighting or hurting someone, and they implement their wrestling in that situation, like you're in a bad spot right there. Like, just leave the wrestlers alone. Leave the wrestlers alone. Take them down. Put them in chokehold, they're going to be asleep in front of everyone. Stan, I didn't tell you about this. That happened. So a buddy I work with, Change Yards, Anthony. He did, so we had like a going out party for him, right? We all went to the bar, down from work, right? Drank there. Then we went to my house, showered, got changed, went to the brewery. And I'm like, let's go to the strip club. So we're in the strip club. We're in there hanging out. And then we kind of, the strip club closed at 11. 
So we get outside and this huge black dude goes up to my buddy Rich and was like, and goes to Anthony. He's like, I don't like your fucking friend. And he's like, my boy's like, what? And kind of gets on his, his like heels. And I'm not there because I couldn't get my Uber to work. But I'm like, hey, I'll go get some road sodas. Anthony, get the Uber. So I come back like, you know, and this huge guy, like my buddy looks like weird. I'm like, what's I'm bomb drunk. I'm like, whatever. So I just go in between this huge black guy and my buddy. I'm like, yo, Rich, I got you a pizza. And the guy's like, no, that's my pizza. And I was like, no, no it's not. I got it from my buddy. He's like, yeah, his pizza is my pizza. I was like, then I, I don't know. I just started like, no, it's not. I got it from my buddy. Nah, that's mine's now. And then I got like, it's not. He's like, and then he tried like flexing on me. And he was like, uh, listen, there's four of us, there's three of you. You guys aren't trying to get run on. I was like, I don't give a fuck how many people you have. Like, Stan, you would have been proud. Been <laughs> oh, proud. my God. I would have been right in. I never, I never fight. So I'm like, yeah, you got, I don't give a fuck if you had 20. Like, <laughs> he was like, and when I got like puffy, he started scanning me. He's like, oh, you got those ears. I was like, yeah, I got those ears. And meanwhile, my buddy Anthony's like trying to pull me up like UFC highlights. I'm like, Anthony, put that away. Because that's going to be like what this guy needs to be like, oh, let me see where I'm at. Or right there, they're going to be like, all right, let's hop this fucking kid. And then we'll worry about the other two. <laughs> but you take he me out, the ears, and he was like, no, we're good pretty much. And I'm like, yeah. I felt oh, good on myself. I felt tough. <laughs> You got to help me out with you. Oh. 100%. That's the type of shit that we run into. We run into just people that it's just, listen, buddy, we're cool. And they're like, no, we're not. It's that time. And you're just like, man, really, the wrong one. Like, I trained my whole life. You don't want to run into me. Yeah, I don't think he said that. I think he said we got to take him out with us. He wants a party. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying to him. (laughs) What do you mean? I said that's awesome. I'm saying what happens is when we go out, people, I've seen people start with you too, Menace, and like be like, no, fuck that kid. And then I'll be like, wait, all right, well, I'm going to fight for that. Oh, yeah, but I didn't even, it didn't, they didn't, I didn't even process that they were starting with me. Yeah, but like, I'm saying, RBY, like, like, listen, New York's a real happening spot. If you're ever in New York City, me and Stan will take the trip and we will, we will hang out. We'll do this. Or if you ever come to Long Island, train with Menace, or you ever come out here to train with Alvin. I, I, I have some, I have some camps in New York that I just set up too, so I'm going to be right there. Where? where? Um, a camp in Danbury, Connecticut, but it's like 45 minutes from um, – yep. and then I see my boy, Justin, that's with me right here. He lives in Yonkers, so that's like okay. 25 minutes from the city, so be all right there. Oh, man, we're going to get all your guys drunk as fuck. <laughs> no, champion. Um, we'll, maybe so we'll get him a tuggy from the massage parlor or something like that. <laughs> Um, but street fights growing up where you grew up, you just never had a I never really had a fight growing up where I grew up. Yep. I had one in eighth grade, this kid. Messing with me, eighth grade. Blast doubled him, punched him up. Hang on, how I, much did you weigh though in eighth grade? 90 pounds? Yeah, and then and then I literally we got in a fight during school and I just ran home. So wait, how old were you when you started wrestling? Like um probably like five or six. From the from the crib, pretty much. Like as soon as you come, yeah, I've been doing it a while. So I'm getting my kids in the jujitsu first before I get them. Re- I I want to see how yeah, they so- react to jujitsu first. If they're like on top, they're aggressive with the takedowns. 
before I get into wrestling, before I'm like, hey, listen, and then even wrestling, like, listen, you want fun or do you want to do this? Yeah, I, I think you're gonna do this. Your, it's not gonna be fun. Yeah, take your take your time with it. There's no rush. And then uh, the biggest thing I think I uh, I notice now is just uh, especially at Penn State mindset. Why they're so good is uh, let them have fun with it. Don't put pressure on them. And so winning and losing doesn't fucking matter. Like you don't re- you don't remember what you won in eighth grade, what you won in seventh grade. I think a lot of people, and especially like some dads are always putting so much pressure on their kids to win and lose. And like, it's just not fun. So like, I think how I've grown is just, I have no pressure and I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for anyone else. And I think a lot of dads kind of ruin the sport, a lot of sports because they just want the kid to be the best right away. It just, it comes over time. Yeah. I've watched it in a few like wrestling clubs where I'm like, yeah, like they don't chill out. You're yelling his face, dude. Like, can I talk to you over here? Like, yeah. that used to be a segment on the show where we would talk about bad wrestling dads and shit. We'd always bring it up. There, that's right, right, a bunch of guys trying to live their like what they weren't able to do. Exactly. This is this is not fun for the kids. They gotta have fun with it. Wrestling's a hard sport. Everyone knows that. You're gonna take your yeah. ups and downs. But like Ko says, like before we go to nationals, who won? Who won NCAAs in 2010? No one could fucking name them. It doesn't matter. No one's gonna care about you in 10 years. You know what I mean? So it's just. This is a run of the wrestling match. And once you get that mindset, I think your game just elevates automatically. Ooh, Kale says that? Or Kale says that? Oh, uh, yeah. Our coach, Kale Sanderson. I like that. So he almost, like, takes it out of it. That's a way to, like, take the pressure off you guys. Yeah, listen, it's all take a step back. Perspective is how he is. And I think that's why, you notice, we do so big in the biggest matches, right? We had four NCAA champs. No, no other team did that. Um, we all were... Some of us were the number two seed. We find a way when it's when like um, just in a big match, and you find a way to win. Just those little things like that. So it's in overtime. Cause I watched. Yeah. What yeah. The fear? Are we like? We're like, whatever. Well, from for me, I'm just calm. I keep a straight face. But I mean, he got sent to overtime off of stalling calls. That's kind of that's kind of bogus. But I knew how to find a way. If you get too crazy or get I too upset, I see that too, and I was like. Ugh. Yeah, if you I get see good. motherfuckers, I hate it. They're winning, and they just shoot to the leg and just fucking hang on. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Because I've had it done to me. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. But I get it. Yeah. If you get too wild up on those moments, I think, like, you can catch yourself slipping up. So you just kind of just got to stay the same the whole match. I, I mean, that's just what I do. But, yeah, if you get too wild up because you're losing or a stall call, one split second could just... You know what I mean? Like all those matches, if they wrestle ten times, you'll probably get a different result every time. And that little fucker is he, is he strong? Because he's a yo, little he, tank. Yo, he's so strong. He's good. Yeah, all respect for him. But yeah, you're doing the job, by the way. Sinners. Fix, which I'm talking about, by the way. He used to wrestle with Piccinini. He's a weight class yeah. above Piccinini. Oh, what from Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, just heat, right? Pitch will yeah. probably tell you he's a monster. Monster, wow, so good. That's why I'm like, um, so real quick. The next, oh, that's real quick. How did you get over that? You watched him like win worlds and like, yeah, I've been like, yeah, this kid's good. And then I was like, oh shit, I beat him. Damn, on paper, he's better than me, but found a yeah. way, you know, wanted it bad. I manifested just what I just wanted it. Now, I think a lot of people don't. I've manifested, if you will. Well, maybe I didn't manifest, I have fucking. I would do a lot of mental preparation before my fights. Yeah. Um, 
But I never really envisioned myself having the belt. Maybe that's why I never got the belt. It's just I was just so focused on the next fight. You know what I'm saying? So, so like after practice, did we have a podium in our room? Get up there, close my eyes. I wrote every day since January in my journal. 133 pound NCAA champ. I wrote it a hundred times before the match. Just that was just like just in my head constantly, but not to the point where I'm being too obsessive and crazy about it. But letting them know that that's what I want. That's what I want. That's where I feel like I fucked up in college. If I'm gonna go down this, is I wanted it so bad. I think it hurt me. Yeah, you and know? that's why like, and a lot of people too. Um, you really want something bad a lot. But you can't just focus on that every single day. Like I'd go out, you know, hang out with people. You gotta be, you gotta let loose sometimes too. Cause if you're just constantly every day worried about wrestling, it kind of drains you too. So that's why I think getting out, you know, Kayla, we were blowing balloons at practice one day. We'd go into practice for 20 minutes. Like we'd do stuff that teams would be like, but play dog roll whole practice and like gotta like let loose. Yeah, I got a two my, my uh John Stutzman. He had just become the head coach, I think, where it was rare for like a rub down day where like yeah. you grab a partner and just rub your guy down and then do to him because he's going to, you know, give you a massage later. But that was and then it'd be like light drilling and then we weren't going hard enough and they were turning into a full blown fucking. Yes, we they do a good job. They, they're really smart. At peaking at the right time, I think that's what. But they again, do like good. I said, it was his first year, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, things changed. All right, back back to medicine man shit. So RBY, two part question: What's the roster looking like of females? And then a, something that's something that's jumping around in my head: Is there a difference? I think someone walked by. <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> that's, my, that's my mom. <laughs> oh, okay. Mom, say what's up. Say what's up. Yeah, what's up? That's my mom. Then, <laughs> Thank God you pointed that out because the next thing out of my mouth was going to be terrible. <laughs> but yeah, uh, do you have a girlfriend at the moment? We'll keep you respectful. <laughs> all right, all right. Because yeah, I was going to be like, is there any difference between being an All American and the national champion and what gets thrown at you, things like that? But oh, I tell you straight up, ever since I won, there's people who hit me up. Girls, people I don't even know, like even some moms. It's kind of weird, you know. The DMs are flooded. Yeah, hundred percent. I can't even keep up with it, and it's like, oh well, where are you? Oh, you did something, something I was going to say earlier. You're working with all these fighters and all these people hitting you up. It's only a matter of time if he hasn't yet for DC slides in your DMs. <laughs> and it's like when you come into AKA because I know they recruit wrestlers like it's their job. Oh yeah, I'm actually Kyle Crutchmer actually wants me to go out there so. Might have to check it out out there one day. All right, because that seems something that was going in my head. Him and Piccinini could probably give each other really good work getting ready yeah, for the no, Or wrestling. Yeah. That's the thing. There's a lot of options. That's why I really don't know what is – I don't really know – I don't really know the fight games. I really don't know what the best option is to go. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know nothing. And then he – I don't know. Is that everywhere? Are the Russian wrestlers everywhere? Like, are there Dagestani or Russian wrestlers in Arizona, or are those just, like, little yeah. pockets? There's little pockets, so there's one, obviously. I mean, not even little pockets. That's it. Just a couple pockets. Yeah, very few and far between. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Dagestan's not that big, bro. What'd you say? Dagestan's not that big. 
No, very small. That's what I'm saying. So if you went to AKA, you'd get that look too. You'd get that Russian Dagestan look that's obviously very predominant in wrestling and kind of a staple right now in MMA. Yeah, we gotta get yeah. on. We gotta get Roman on when his mom's not around. <laughs> I don't know about the girl game. <laughs> my speakerphone? No, my mom's just right here. She's cooking dinner. What you make? No, I'm on speakerphone, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 All right. So where are you right now? You're in Arizona? Yeah, I'm in Arizona. I came home. I'm not trying to be at Penn State right now. That shit's whack. During see, that was the longest longest season of my life. Getting tested every morning, go to practice, go home. That's it. Oh yeah, you guys had to practice like at a different facility and stuff, right? At first, yeah. Then we got put on pause. We couldn't even practice for two uh, two weeks. We got like two three matches canceled. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. you're on spring break right now, right? No, no, no. I'm home for I'm home for good. I'm I'm uh all my classes are online. Oh, like if people listen, you're like, what the fuck? If people yeah. listen to all of our podcast episodes, they'd be like, why the fuck are these guys so pro Penn State? We literally keep having Penn State wrestlers on, or Penn well, State. Wrestlers. Those are the elite wrestlers that are thinking about doing MMA. So we're like, yeah. But I'm saying it's also just elite wrestlers. Like you guys fucking kill it constantly. No, 100%. I mean, all. And if you guys want another prospect that wants to fight is Carter Sirachi. That dude would be a lethal weapon. He just won at 174, and he's he's a beast. And he wants to fight. No, he wants to fight. But I'm saying a lot of people really don't know him or that. But, like, he'd be great. He'd be fighting. He'll step to anyone. He's That's definitely a beast right there. That's another guy. And we had Bo Nickel on. I know him and Kassar are planning on going into MMA. Yeah. Olympic run right now. Yeah. And everyone wants to. That Bo said was possibly thinking MMA. But... You guys having great success in wrestling, and it seems like you guys transitioned very well into fighting. I think Kale would have been great in MMA if he would have transitioned. Wow, he's listen. I tell you what, that dude still whoops up on anyone in that room. So call it, call it, call it what you want. I heard that. Oh yeah, Mark was telling us that. Listen, that's the best dude still. I think if he wrestled at the Olympic team and took it serious, he'd make it now. He's the best in the wrestling room always. I don't care who's in there, but no one see, no one sees that stuff. I mean, I see it firsthand. So, so RBY, how old is he now? Probably 40. Oh, yeah. He's still Around his 40s, but yeah. he trains every day. He Everything. He's a beast. I don't think Kel's that old. But are you following fighting? Like, do you watch fighting at all? Oh, 100%. Okay, so what do you think? Obviously, it's a little bit, it's kind of a circus act of fighting, but we were talking about it with uh, Chael, uh, one of your wrestling buddies, if you are a wrestling what would you call that? Like, I don't want to say, I guess alumni. Ben Ashton's pretty much yeah. representing MMA and wrestling going up against Jake Paul here. You know, I, I trolled him a couple times. I called, I trolled Jake Paul too, but I mean, I mean, if it, you, I don't know, it's kind of silly. If he's getting a bag to fight him, why not? But if Ben Ashton loses, like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, I kind of, the way Ben Ashton is against towards some wrestling is kind of iffy, so I really don't agree with some things or how he is, but if he loses, he's canceled forever. I don't even want to hear him. I don't even want to see him tweet again. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to be. I don't care what he's done or what he's won. If you lose to Jake Paul, I just can't. I just... He should win. He should win, though. You know what it is. That an Olympic athlete or a national champion, what it takes to get there. Yeah. Can't touch that. Can't touch that. 
Yeah. Well, I, but then again, I really don't know. All it takes is one punch, and that's what I've been learning in the fight. It just takes one punch. So I really yeah, but they have big boxing gloves on. Yeah, I mean Ben doesn't have it. Ben's hips are seventy years old too, so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's actually something that like it's crazy that they make a lot of money for. But I mean, I want Ben to win, but I wouldn't count Jake Paul out either. I don't know. You're a big MMA guy. Who's like your favorite fighter to watch? Um, all the Russians. Okay. Everyone on. I don't know how to say the last name, but everyone Khabib's been coaching up. You know, I pay. I pay a very close attention. Their little ankle rides, they do it. I like that's how I drill my stuff. So, like when I'm doing double legs in wrestling practice, I always hook the ankles. If you watch my finals match, I rode oh. one ankle, but uh. I do double ankles when I'm just drilling, just out, just just because that's what they do. But uh, yeah, I really focus on little details and mostly the wrestling part. I really don't understand the boxing IQ yet, but Dom's teaching me a little bit here and there. But um, I, you know, I train with Shane Burgos. I really like Shane. Um, I like all those dudes. I don't, I don't know. I put a, I waste a lot of money on some people that kind of upset me. So <laughs> I put a lot of parlays up, but I've been losing. Did you say Burgos? How do you want to train with Burgos? Um. He's uh he was out my boy trains there at Tiger Shulman's and then I've been out with him with there and then we trained a lot last uh before this season started him Julio Ars was there and uh there's a couple guys they got a pretty good little squad out there and I just yeah, did some wrestling and rode with them yeah I, ro- I rode with Jimmy a lot actually we would be scrapping he's kind of uh crap what I you're good oh, um I actually muted myself I don't I mean I'm like, can you hear me oh you good? Oh, you're good oh yeah. Yeah, we went with Jimmy a lot. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd take him down a little bit. He'd get really mad at me just because you know how Jimmy is. He's a but, firecracker, uh, dude. Bro, yeah, he, yeah, he'd be like, ah, oh. yeah, they're killers. Would you say, Stan? The whole Tiger Showman's team is killers. Yeah, yeah, I with all them, and then I'd go Jimmy take him down. He'd be like, but if I had gloves on, I would knock you. You know, it's just funny, but it's cool. You know, it's cool though. I got there, teach him some tricks. I show them wrestling, and then they just all show me love, and then they tell me that I should fight, and I hear that quite a bit, but. I said I really found that passion for it, but I just like really being around it, you know, and just helping these guys and wrestling. And then I just really, I really like that. So eventually one day I want to work with some fighters too and just teach them wrestling what I know. I know a lot of tricks, but I really don't, I don't know. I really don't open up. So I'm a quiet guy. Yet, so people, people really don't know what I have. You've done some sparring yet. though, no? What? You've done some sparring with box gloves, no? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But you know what it's like to get punched in the face. I mean, I haven't hit. I haven't been hit super hard yet, but well, that's the whole level changing. changing yeah, like when, yeah I'm, when I'm you. when I'm when I'm sparring, I'm dancing around, and then when I they mess up on something, taking them down, I just sit on them. Yeah, but like, there's been a few times like early, like coming <laughs> off wrestling, getting some sparring where I would shoot at a guy, they didn't see it coming, and I shot right into like expecting a sprawl, and I just fucking they like I hit him in my knee. I'm like, oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. You know, yeah. you're you're used to like a higher level, yeah, higher pace too, and, it's just and they're different. still stuck in the mud. You're like, you fucking fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, like I, I like when I'm sparring sometimes, I throw them for like a six suit play, and like it don't mean nothing. Or I take them down right. and just pop right back up, and then you get to the yeah. fence, and that that's a whole different story. Yeah. That shit's brutal. That fence, and then I was actually with Dominic. He's pushed me up against the cage. I was cutting up my hands. I'm like, bro, this hurts. This is not for me. Oh, and even rounds with Dominic, he's probably one of the most frustrating guys you can do stuff with because he's probably yeah. endless tricks, endless stupid little things that you're like, really? He just hit you with that? Like, really? But. Until I get him tired, the wrestling, I got that good pace. 
Yeah, that's what you need in fighting, too. Like we were talking about that earlier with Chad. You got a weaponized pace, but RBY, we'll let you get out of here. We know you got some food cooking. Peace. You see what we're doing here. Let's get you on again. You we want to. We can talk crazy. Here, but we also want you to. We, we got some things to talk about. Let's get it. Just let me know whenever. All right. Sounds yeah. good, brother. Congrats again on the win. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm um, a big fan, Blake Dog. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's strange, too. Peace. Good shit. Good kid. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Well, very well spoken. I think that kick's very marketable. He could be very marketable in MMA. Yeah. But he, like And he said, also knows what he wants. But like you said. You know I mean, it wasn't like he got pressured into, like. Give him that Olympic team marking or whatever medal he can get in the Olympics. Uh, and his value in MMA goes up skyrocket. I mean, being a national champion is, I mean, look, the UFC pushed Josh Koscheck like that. Gregor, um, they get, you know. Being a national, even an All-American, Chris Weidman, you're. Yeah, yeah. You'll get put, even a Division One wrestler, you'll get pushed big. Like, they talked about that every time you fought, you know, being nationally ranked and stuff. Or Frankie Thank Edgar you. being a national qualifier or Gray Maynard. But, um, yeah, he's got uh, a, a very well-spoken and almost that niche, if you will, that. He's from Penn State. He's young. I'm a fan of RBY. I want to see him go into MMA sooner. And Why is Mike Perry so far down on this next card? Um, He's lost like four or five in a row, bro. He's not doing good. Shit ain't sweet for Mike Perry right now. So they're giving him like a cholo. Um, No, this is that guy. Look at this guy. That guy is fucking tough. Yeah? Yeah, this is not a good fight for him. I mean, any fight really? tough in the UFC. Yeah, this is not a pick. Like a, they're not giving Mike Perry this fight to win. This is a, a fucking scrap right here. Is this a make or break? Like either we're cutting you or he's one of those people you think they might keep him because you know how many losses is it? I think four. Let me check. But he's bro. Five. I don't think who's who has the most losses in a row except for BJ oh, Penn. No, no, right? BJ mind. Penn, right? Never mind. He's only got one loss in a row, but he's lost three of his last four. Okay. So all right, no, his job's not on the line. But the guy he's fighting, Daniel Rodriguez, that guy's fucking good. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen him fight. Um, you've probably seen him. You just didn't pay attention. He fought Tim Means, Dwight Grant. He fought some good guys and beat them. But even I just saw it today, right before we went live, this main event got canceled. Darren that, Till versus Marvin? Yeah. Vittori? Yeah. And if you look at this card without that fight, it's not that much. Yikes. Yeah. The homie Sam. Hang Alvin. on, ready for this? This is going to sound a little wild, maybe. You know who should be the new main event? Oh. Nina versus Mackenzie Dern. 100%. I don't disagree with you, especially when I'm looking at this list. I would say Nina versus McKenzie is 100% the main event of this card. How old is Nunez's child? There, uh, she just had her. Or Nina to be fighting already. I don't know. Give me one second. Just talk shit about her. Back in Where are you going? Yeah. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Anyways, so Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Not really sure. I, I've never seen Daniel Rodriguez fight. Stan says he throws down. Mike Perry's real kryptonite, though, is like a wrestler with any kind of jiu-jitsu. Um, 
But Nina versus Mackenzie Dern. Like I was saying, how how long has it been since she's given given birth? Because Mackenzie Dern gave birth and came back too quick, and then she lost. I feel like that's what they're trying to do here. Like, no, I mean Nina. Nina took the fight. She's ready to go. No, yo, so did Mackenzie Dern, and then she lost after she gave birth. What she gave birth like? You know who's on the like three months or something like that. And we need to get on the show. Is uh Impa, what's his name? Impa Kasangane. He's the guy who got hit with that jumping, spinning back kick. Oh, but he okay. was undefeated before that, and he trains at um Sanford. Okay. And like, you ever meet guys in fighting, and they're just the nicest fucking. You're like, you're the nicest guy I've ever met. Oh, so you met this guy I recently a, being out yeah, for no, I met him okay. a few times, yeah. I, talked, I, I might have got his phone number and talked to him about coming on the show. But Who Martin, wins, Nina or Mackenzie Dern? I think so, too. I feel like, listen, I think Nina, I think she's a good fighter, but I think she got uh, a high-level fight because of who her wife yes, and she, is. Like and then she did win, no, but... She's an overachiever. She beat... The Claudia Gadelia fight is what she hangs her right. hat on. And I think that was more how bad Claudia did versus how good Nina did. Like Claudia, I agree. Was, Claudia was going through shit or whatever. I agree. But she has some big wins. Angela Hill's solid. Randa Marcos is solid. Claudia's solid. She got fucked up by Tati. Yeah, but last all fight. very, very close. So Nina's last fight, she had one, one, two. She had one four in a row, and she got the Tatiana Suarez fight. And Tatiana just fucking smothered her, and then Tatiana hasn't fought since. Right. Because of the neck injury. But Nina hasn't oh, fought since right. either. So Nina hasn't fought. Well, in, Nina gave birth. So. Yeah, so two years, subtract the nine months, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how long. I have to look into that, but I'm, I would go Mackenzie if she didn't have a baby. If Nina didn't have a baby. If she didn't even have a baby. So now throw in, oh, she had a baby? Oh. Definitely not going deep. Uh, do you have any odds on that? Why you like? What do you like on it? I just if if because I mean five and eleven is a huge gap. What'd you say? Five eleven. Five. Nina's number five, and Mackenzie's number eleven. Especially when you're number five and you have a four in two years. How are you even still number five? There's only like seven girls in the weight class. Not one thirty five or not one fifteen or one what is it? This is one fifteen, I think. Oh wait. Right. How is Mackenzie Mackenzie Dern eleven? What she ten got, girls are better than her? Remember she lost that one fight to who beat her? Mackenzie Dern. Did she lose to Amanda Rebos? So yeah, Amanda Rebos is right ahead of her. Okay, what fucking Nine girls are better than Amanda Rebos. I don't know. I think Amanda Rebos is fucking good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, currently. Some re- I mean, they got... I guess inactivity, you fall down a little bit, but let's see. Mackenzie Dern. I mean, if you look at, like, topology, they have Mackenzie at 10. So, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Are we getting into this now? Is Nina Ansaroff still Ranked number five because of who she's married to? 
you know, because I'm looking at the topology rankings and they got McKenzie at 10 and they got Nina at 13. Oh. Yeah. And then when I look at yeah, so she lost the decision to Amanda Rebos. And since then, she's beaten Hannah Cyphers, Random Marcos, and Verma Junjun. I could see Nina being ranked 13. That makes sense to me. Okay, but even this, this I can't. This isn't a good fight. The UFC's probably being like, okay, we've got a killer for you right out the gate. What's her name? Mackenzie's won three in a row. So Mackenzie's won three fights since the last time that Nina fought. And Nina's coming off a loss to another grappler in Tatiana Suarez. So we've, we've seen the hole in her game, if anywhere, is grappling. Yeah. Are there any, did you find odds on there or no? Um, yes. Which fight were you talking about? Nina versus McKenzie. Even. This website that I'm looking at. Because I'm constantly trying to make bets to make money to add on top of the Ben Askren fight. They're both 110. Let me check what is the odds on this side. So they're pretty even right now. Which I'll throw 100 on McKenzie right now or 110. Yeah, if they're even, I think that's a fucking pretty easy fight to pick, I would think. Am I missing something? Uh-huh. What am I missing there? Yeah, they're even. They're both minus 110. So I'll put 100 on, or one, whatever. Is it 110 to make 100? Um, yes, $100. <laughs> 110 would get you 100, yes. Yeah, let's do it. So I can put another $100 on the... All right, so you want to bet one hundred and ten dollars? You want to bet a hundred dollars on Mackenzie Dern to win this fight? One hundred and ten dollars, to be exact. Oh, one hundred and ten dollars. Okay. What can get an even hundred? And then, yeah, I don't know what. Um, I'm trying to see what the reason was for Marvin Vittori versus Darren Till falling out, but I think that was a great fucking fight. Love that fight. I love that fight. I think the winner of that was the clear next contender. Because Vittori's right there, too. Especially after yeah. that last fight. Yeah. He's a fucking killer, that dude. What, what's Gaslam? Five or four? Uh, what's he ranked? Gaslam? Be next for... Oh, Gaslam fell down, bro. Gaslam's on that losing streak. Oh, no, they still got Gaslam at number eight. Oh, Gaslam stepped in last minute, too. Oh, no, Gaslam just won his last fight, but he was on that losing streak. And he stepped in last minute to fight... Yeah. Whitaker. No. Who did he fight last time? Not Whitaker. No, he's fighting Whitaker coming up. Is he? Yeah. He stepped in like last minute. Who? Whitaker was supposed to fight Costa. Costa, Costa p- pulled out and now Gaslam's in. Oh, they were supposed to fight for the title. Is it going to be five rounds? Okay. Main event. April 17th. Yeah. So, no. Um, what is Gaslam? So what's his name's coming off two wins? Yeah, Gaslam's coming off a win over Ian Heinish. But before that, he had lost three in a row. So now Whitaker, that's not an easy fight for for either guy. I tell you what, if he wins, he's right in there for a title shot. Or he fights the winner, Darren Till. Well, that fight's off now. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Nobody's beaten Whitaker except for Adesanya at 185. So if, right. you, if you beat Whitaker... There, here's your title shot. Yes, I agree. Like even if Jared Cannonier would have beat, even Darren Till, if Darren Till would have beat Whitaker, 
title shot. If Cadenier would have beat Whitaker, title shot. Yes. But because Whitaker got smoked so bad by Adesanya, they're like, eh, you got to win a couple more. Yeah. You're doing good, but. So, here, yeah, this So, let's continue can... up the uh, the ranks here. Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez. Why do I know? Oh, is Julian Marquez, is he the one that hit on Miley Cyrus? Yes. And Julian Marquez is the one he, we, we, I've been playing phone tag with, um, what's her name to get her on the show? Cause she does, he does a podcast with Kendra Lux. Miley Cyrus? No, he does a podcast with Kendra Lux, the porn star. Oh, that's so right. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to schedule it to where we get Kendra on for a little bit, ask her some porn star questions. And do you think he ever got to go? Ask. No, she's been married pretty – she has a guy, but you never know. Maybe they have an open relationship, and she let him hit it, and then she was like, you know what? I like the way that dick went, so you're my new podcast host. That's that's possible. I want to get them on and ask these questions. Yeah. And then she was very open to it, and then I just never – I haven't followed back up the last time I tried to schedule it. But I'll circle back to that one after this fight. But even then, do I want him to beat our boy Sam Alvey? No. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I want Sam to win because of the Medicine Man show rule. Sam Alvey needs this win, too. I know. He might be the guy, actually. How many losses does he have in a row? I think he has a little losing streak. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, one, two. He's got four in a row right now. And then he has a draw in his last one. And his last win, who do you think is last? Who the draw to again? Du Un Jong. Remember him and the Japanese dude just beat the shit out of each other? And then he has a split. Why did it go to a draw? It was a split Someone... draw. One judge scored it for Alvi, one judge scored it for Jung, and then one judge scored it a draw. I think there was a point deduction in the fight. I forget. Mm. But, um, and then he had a split decision loss to Ryan. Spann, now, does a won. does a draw save your job? Like, you have to reset the losing streak? Yeah, I would say. You think? It's not a uh-huh. loss. But it also depends on who you are. I could see them cutting a, a, a boring wrestler or a boring grappler on a, a draw, but I don't see them cutting Sam Alvey. Sam yeah, Alvey. Sam Alvey hasn't knocked anybody out with one punch in a while. No, it's been a minute since 2018. His last win was actually Volante. And even that was, like, close, wasn't it? Split decision, yeah, and it was 2018. Yeah. So Sam Alvey needs this one. I'm rooting for Sam Alvey. Yikes. Yeah, he really Now, did. the next fight, Kyle Dukas. Did and I say that right? Kyle Dukas, yeah. I think he's from New Jersey. But the worst thing is this card just got switched to ABC. So they have a big spotlight, but they don't have the fight, if you will. Oof. I wonder if they're going to bump a fight up or do something, or I don't know what they're going to do. Or they'll probably just grab two superstars like, hey, do you want a boatload of money? On a week's <laughs> notice? It, I, mean, that's, I mean, there are fights next week that they could bump up, but I don't think they're going to do that. But let's see. We'll know, I guess. The guy that uh, Kyle is fighting, is that dude a Russian? That Kyle Dawkins is fighting. Let me check. I was yeah. trying to see if there was any fights they could bump up. There's not really. Ooh, Jakar close next week. Jeremy Stevens is going up to 155 to fight Jakar close. Ooh. And then next week, also two weeks. Ne- yeah, next week is also the rebooking of Jessica Penne versus Hannah Goldie. There's some good fights then. 
but they don't have anything that could really take the main event slot for this card. Why did Penne and Goldie get booked? So one of them got COVID or some shit? Yeah, uh, the one guy got COVID. Yeah, this dude is Dagestan. The guy fighting. I got to go with that guy. Oh, no, it says Machakala, Russia. I'm still going with that guy. Um, yeah, this dude seems like a killer. This guy, I remember him from the Contender Series. He fucked the dude up. And then he's undefeated. He's got more finishes than decisions. He seems like he's fucking solid. But Kyle Dawkins is no joke. Yeah. This guy, Dawkins, if it's the guy I'm thinking of, yes. This guy, yeah, and he's his, like a good kickboxer. Yeah, him and his brother fight in the UFC. There's Chris Dawkins and Kyle Dawkins. Chris is, I think, a heavyweight, and Kyle is, what is he? A middleweight. Middleweight. Oh, so even then, we got to get them on the show and be like, was Chris just fucking mauling you your whole life? <laughs> even yesterday? Yeah, like growing up, you had no toys, you had no video games, no nothing. Your brother took everything. So but, last fight, potential main event, Sadiq. For Sadiq Yusuf, that's a weak main event. Didn't Arnold Allen used to did, – didn't he, does he bounce back and forth between featherweight and uh, – Lightweight. And uh, lightweight? Um, no, I don't think so. He might have been a lightweight back in the day, but I see him. He's got some good wins at 45. No, nah, he's 45 in the UFC anyway. He beat that guy, the French dude, Mar- Marquand Armacani, the guy with all the girls. He beat Jordan Rinaldi. He beat Gilbert Melendez, and he beat Nick Lentz. Jordan Rinaldi is a lightweight. No, nah, he moved to 45 after Gregor. Oh, he did? Yeah. Right after you know Jordan Rinaldi beat me back in the, before I got in the UFC? Yeah. I know. He caught you with the uppercut. Fucker. Okay. He caught you with the uppercut, and then he caught you in a choke, right? Yeah, I was, wasn't home. Yeah, well, he, I think he I'm going to go Arnold Allen because he beat Jordan Rinaldi. I'm going to go Sadiq Youssef because he beat Julio Arce. Oof. Oh, no, not Julio Arce. Who did he beat? I'm thinking of the other guy. No. Um, no, he didn't beat it. He beat this dude beat Andre Feely. Who's the guy I'm thinking of that beat Julio Arce? You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Is that the Red Mohawk guy? No, that's uh, Mark Giacchese. The one guy who beat Arce in like a really close fight, but it was like razor thin. Oh, Hakeem Dawadu. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I, hang on. I mixed those two up to two. But I'm still going Sadiq Yusuf in this fight. I think uh, he's solid. Team Lloyd Irvin is 27. He's coming off a win of Andre Feely. Andre Feely's no slouch. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, this isn't really the card we can preview. But one, we'll end it on this note. They're saying Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier rematch in July. Okay. Is this the end of Conor McGregor, or is it? Because then even Chandler said he's like, after I beat Oliveira, I'm fucking up Conor McGregor. But is Conor McGregor get past Dustin Poirier, or is it going to be Gaethje versus? Well, I mean, or does that's yo? We had two things we got to get to Chael with. We I almost need Chael on every episode, if not again next week. I need Chael's take on this fight, and I need Chael's take on Chandler versus Oliveira. He just 
starts talking, and I feel like I'm in like a story. Like, you know, Chael took over our show at one point. He was like, "Listen, I, I loved it. I loved it." Because hang on, you should definitely clip that and give it to him, though. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna be like, it was that RBG? It was at this moment, Chael. RYB or RBY? You kept calling him RBG. I didn't even want to correct you. <laughs> RBG. Yeah, that's it. No, it's RBY. Is RBG the football player? RBG. You might have. I have to listen back. You might have even called him RPG at one point. <laughs> I just. You see what I started doing? Right? I just called it. Start calling Roman. <laughs> so it's, but yeah, I just know it ends in young. Something we we and even that Connor versus Poirier is always a great discussion, and we didn't talk about what's next for Nagano. We got cut off by going elsewhere. So we'll end on this real quick. John Jones. So I saw a little clip of Chael. And he said there's like three exciting fights for Naganu and only one exciting fight for Jones. Yes. I mean, Jones versus Blahovich has some weight right now, but Jones is done. Jones already said I'm. But that's up. not a heavyweight. Oh, you're saying for Jones at heavyweight? Yeah. I think that was the discussion. I think. I mean, Nganu probably came out of that fight with no injuries, and they could roll him right into it, but UFC could easily do – I mean, I guess they kill a contender there, but they could do John Jones versus Derek Lewis. It might be tough because I think they have the same management, but they could do that for number one contender. Here you go. You want a super card? You want a super card? John Jones is moving up to heavyweight. He should get an immediate title shot, but I think Nganu, you haven't defended the belt. You need a super fight after you defend the belt. Let Ngannou and Stipe run it back, and on the undercard, put John Jones versus Derek Lewis. Well, John Jones, I, I feel like John Jones, Conor McGregor, yeah, Ronda Rousey, they they can only be the main event, probably in their own head. All right, then what if we do a week apart or okay. something like that, or a month apart. Let's do one. Cause even John Jones, what would he be? A non-title? Yeah, but like, so Chael pointed out pay-per-view points. Like, Cejudo missing out on piss. John Jones is a pay-per-view uh, points, also championship money versus non-championship money. What's that? It's pay-per-view points, but it's also cha- it's championship money versus non-championship money. Like, I think your even your base pay is more if you're a champion. Like you're guaranteed. No, it depends who the fuck you are. Okay. Because Mighty Mouse was a champion. He was getting like 375. And I know some of these heavyweights were, that were not champion were getting like 700,000 or 750,000. Like Some of them had stupid contracts, though. From, yeah, like win or lose. Like I know Verdun, Marlowski. Yes. Some of them had like stupid contracts from before they came to UFC. Yeah, like win or lose X amount of dollars. But this was a great episode. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll do this again sometime. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, yeah, he already beat Glover. Yeah, so what I'm looking at, there's not, not much for John Jones to do, but go up and dominate or try to dominate heavyweight. And we talked about but, it earlier. I think he beat I think so, too. I think, call me crazy, John Jones is that fucking guy. I think Ninganu hits John Jones, and John Jones reacts, but he doesn't go down. Like, I think, or maybe he might even flash John Jones, but John Jones gets up, 
and John Jones fucks him up after the flash. Or he hits John Jones and John Jones eats it, bro. I think John Jones is I don't think hang on, dude. I don't think John Jones can get hit. Clean. He can't hit. When you and when you do hit him clean, his reaction Well no, I'm saying if he does get hit clean, oh, I don't saying, I don't think it matters. You're I don't think if Francis hits him, it's done. I don't think John hangs out in the pocket and does what Stipe did or what we've seen guys do. That I agree. I agree. And I think he's so awesome with his range. John, look, they probably have the same range, right? Yeah, but I think Ngannou wants to get close to you. He doesn't keep guys. Right, I know that. But John Jones could use his range. So, well, also, like they were saying, I think Jones with COVID going on, these small cages – yeah, people. That's were saying like that. in that's in Naganu's like hey. wheel well all day. It benefits him so so well. So who do you think's a better wrestler, Jones or Stipe? Jones all day. Yeah. Who do you think's a better striker, Jones or Stipe? Jones. Yeah. Listen, I'm just saying. Jones needs a little bit of space. The smaller cage does not benefit him. Stipe is huge. Do you think Stipe can make 205 or no chance? I think he could. Like the crazy lifestyle change and diet. Like he'd be like ripped up and shit and, you know. I think John Jones is a 30 pounds of like real of trying. Like here's something I even wonder. That would be cool to see. So Stipe is tall. John Jones is tall. I almost want to – like, my brain is almost – is John Jones bigger than Stipe? Like, when John Jones is – heavyweight John Jones. Heavyweight John Jones all filled out. His length, his range. He might be bigger than Stipe. Yeah. And I always thought I like Stipe. I root for Stipe. I think John Jones would have beat him if he moved up. Ningan is a dangerous fight for anybody, but John Jones is the guy. I think John Jones is the GOAT. I think John Jones' off night is you beat him by disqualification because he was fucking you up so bad. That's his, his off. Yeah, his off night is unanimous decision win. You know, he's fucking good. I agree. But well, I've had dinner there. ready for like uh, maybe an hour or two. What do you got to do? I've had dinner ready for like an hour or two. All right, so let's get to it. All right, episode one ten. Good one. 110. Uh, well, see you later.